I need to go eat lunch soon, but I have to murder a dog first. We should probably, yeah, we, up front, we've probably got to mention Game of the Year since we've not actually... Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, this is kind of the one. We've got two submissions so far. Nice. I'm sure we'll only end up getting about ten. Sure, yeah. Probably <laughs> just like ten. I mean, we'll be lucky to hit ten, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think last year was just kind of the peak, and then we'll start declining. I kind of do I think that, though. I mean, like, yeah, like I, think la- I think last year last was year an was anomaly. <laughs> last year felt like an anomaly to me. Like, I know that we've continued, that like the number of lists has continued to grow every year, but last year just kind of felt like there's no way it can get bigger than this. It was what, what like was 28 or something? No, I think we broke 30. We broke 30 lists. I think I'll, I'm looking, I don't know where I kept them. It was so many. I, I, as God is my witness, we're definitely not going to hit. Um, we're definitely not going to hit more than more than last year. No, there's no way the community would surprise <laughs> us that way. Fuck. I think they're too. Uh, I think it, they're too chicken. It, I think they're too chicken. I don't think I they think can they're do too it. Chicken. It's I think, not like we had like 15 people join the Discord in the last week. <laughs> well, that's because if everybody thought more. Armageddon was happening. <laughs> if they. If we top last year, I'll do some embarrassing thing. I don't know what what, but like that's because I'm so certain we're definitely not gonna top last year. You'll make you'll make Unfortunately, your beat, you'll make beats catastrophe and mm-hmm. then you'll 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 take a video and you'll sit down in front of it and you'll like put a big old smile on your face and you'll say, I'm Johnny Wani and I love beats and then you sla- just slap your face into it. <laughs> So now I really want this to happen. So you now you see why it is very important that you get us your game of the year lists. And how can you do that? Well, the first thing you need to do to get us your game of the year list is you need to pick three games that you played this year. And it doesn't even matter if they were released this year or not. You could go fucking, I don't know, pulling one off the old top of the dome. I don't know, 1982 arcade hit Bosconian, maybe. You could throw that on there. It doesn't matter. Three games. And then you're going to take those three games and you're going to write a little bit about each one. Couple sentences. Uh, be excited, but be kind, please. <laughs> These episodes do run a little long. A little. And once you've done that, once you've got those games listed and you got your little blurby blurbs done, all you got to do is package that up and send it off to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net before noon on December 11th. Rhett, where are they sending this? Uh, Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. John, when are they due? Podcast at (laughs) SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. They're due by December 11th at noon EST. Nailed it. 
All right, and First try. if you want to do an audio list, we can handle those too. So if you want to like read your list, or if you want to sing a little song about your list, we got you covered. Like somewhere around the you know two to four minute mark, I think is a good way, a good place to land on those. Yes, you, you just find a way to get those to us too. You can just send us a link to it, or you can send us the uh, MP3 file, and we'll it'll all be ready to go. We will just toss it right in there during recording. So, once again, pick three games. They don't have to have been released this year. Anything you want. Write a little blurby blurb about each one. Send that to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net before December 11th at noon. Get those in to us. Boom! And again, if you want to do an audio version, same rules apply. Three games. Just talk a little bit. Sing a little bit. Whatever you want to do about them. Shoot that off the podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net before noon on December 11th. I think we nailed all that. I think we transitioned right into that real easily, yeah. huh? Welcome we to SocksCast episode 162! Woo! How do you do? We're fucking professionals. We don't do these that often anymore, <clears> but we're <throat> with... You know what? We're not rusty. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right. So... To my immediate virtual right, he's got your boobies on his mind. Threat. <laughs> Depending who's listening, that's absolutely true. I mean, it's probably everybody. It's everybody's. Red it's is an a, equal yeah. opportunity booby lover. So I love boobs a whole. He really does. You should see the DMs this boy sends me sometimes. <laughs> Just we talked about licorice or quail, Red. I did not. I did not see your DM until after <laughs> we had that discussion. <laughs> She's got a nice pair as well. Mm-hmm. 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 Lots of boobs. Like you will find. I think that you'll find the thing that I like about boobs is that like half of the population has them. It's true. Yeah. It's really nice. I think that's pretty rad. Like you know, you know, good. You, you got You go out in public and you just look around like you do. <laughs> you got a pretty good chance of seeing somebody ha- that and they got boobs. Yeah, I think that's well. Wild. It's winter now, so everybody's wearing thick coats now. So not so much. I have a very nice sad. coat. I have a very nice coat, and you can kind of still see the curvature, though. So it's nice. Okay. It's, it's kind of tight nice. around the chesticle area. So. That could be nice. Yeah, and it's There's purple. I mean, very the purple. best color. It's my. It's it's the best jacket ever. I posted it's a picture. A, on, I posted a picture color. of my jacket on Twitter, and it was like one of the most popular. <laughs> Everybody's like that. I've ever met. Yeah, literally the Fallout Three thing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody liked that. <laughs> I can post the, hey, everybody, I'm doing a stream tonight at 7 o'clock, and you get, like, two <laughs> likes, one retweet. Hey, everybody, check out my cool purple jacket. 1,300 likes, 42 retweets. Goes viral. <laughs> like, the jacket goes viral for some reason. It's so stupid. Okay, you put the jacket on a, on a couch or something and then have a cat sleep on it. Oh, shit! No. Million oh, retweets. I Damn. God damn. Well, I'm not verified, no. Like, I don't use Twitter Blue now, so nobody will <laughs> care. Nobody will ever see it. That's true. No. Somebody, so, I'm not dissing on sweater boobs. It's Chicago. Everyone is wearing a shirt and then a second shirt on top of that and then a sweater and then a really, really thick winter coat. There yeah. is not a lot of curvature. You're not going to catch that. that. <laughs> like, like I typically just wear, like, like, my typical winter wear is, like, Maybe a t-shirt under a longer sleeve shirt, and then mm-hmm. like 
my jacket. So I'm typically only yeah, like not Chicago. Yeah, I know, no. I know. <laughs> but like the wind chill's been bad enough lately for me to go. I don't know. That was a very bad idea, and I wish that I had another layer or two. Mm-hmm. Wind chill is what gets you. No I don't care if it's just like cold. Like I can go outside mm-hmm. and like below zero weather and like if the wind isn't going i'm fine i can deal with it the second wind goes like i'm literally cut in half it's like that kung lao fatality from mortal kombat 2 where he splits you down the middle well that's what there's no wind here famously it's not very windy no not at all yeah i walked a mile and a half today to my violin lesson in 20 degree weather what's that name of that that Michael Jordan game, like Chaos in the Sunshine Chaos in the City. Windy. Chaos in the Sunshine City. Yeah. Chaos in the, the never really ever windy city. Yeah. I keep looking over and seeing fucking Chisato. <laughs> Chisato is very good. She's a very good character, John. She's very good. Yeah. I believe it. I like her a lot. I think like she's the true star of that show. I'm just going to keep flustering John by sending boobs during the podcast. Do it. Just do it. Let's do it. Uh, I will definitely get around to it along with all the other shows oh, yeah, I plan for to watch. Sure. All the others, the, all, everything so else that's piled up TV. and that we treat like obligations. We are absolutely going to get to each and every single <laughs> recommendation. That's how you do. That's all it's media is there for. Recommend- <laughs> John will just add like five shows to plan to watch and, and then... then- a month later, remove one. And then a month later, remove another. I am fully convinced. I am 100% convinced that everything John does on my anime list at this point is just a troll rat. I am 100% convinced that John would fucking go into this for the long haul. I just think that everything he does for, like, like for the last two years has just been to troll rat in some way. I haven't actually watched Sound Euphonium. Just looked up. Just looked up the plot summary so I could keep a, up a conversation that about it. That would wound me. Oh, that, that would be that would be cruel. <laughs> to my me virtual left, he can see his house from here. It's John Thayer. Hi. Hey. That is you. That is you, Mister Anime. How's it going? Mm-hmm. I'm cold. You're cold. Yeah. Tired. Yeah. What's what's I've your moved my body too much the last couple of days? What's your temperature looking like tonight? What's the low for you tonight? Um, it actually got pretty nice after the morning. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Well, it was like 33 and completely sunny, but I was too beat to want to walk around. I wound up going upstairs to um, just kind of there's a there's an upstairs pool area, and I could just kind of sit in the mm-hmm. light of the sun and absorb some sun because it's going to be gone soon. It's going to be gone soon. Yeah. Okay, it's like 32 and dark now. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, the thing. Not bad. Yeah, like like. Again, Low today 29. was that That's day. Today was that day where it was just like it's like thirty degrees outside, and I mm-hmm. can go outside. But then the wind starts, and it's like, oh, that's like twenty degree wind, though. Oh God. Yeah, the wind says thirteen miles per hour. I don't know how much that is. That's not. Yeah, like even like, like even like six mile per hour wind that we've had here. It's just like, oh God, that feels awful. Hmm. Hey. <sighs> How about Weather. you, Rhett? Well, how, how cold's it over there? It's actually been decent. It's like 40s, mostly. Oh, wow. God damn. I haven't been too murdered yet. No, nah, oh, I mean, I mean, I guess that's fine. Like, I can't really complain too much considering the shit you typically go through in winter. Uh, yeah, but that's usually like February is when we really get fucking dumped on snow-wise. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, can you imagine if it snowed poop? I know he said dumped Wait, on, and I just I just I, I imagined for a second. I stood up for like like <laughs> five seconds, <laughs> and I got pulled back in with imagine if it snowed poop. <laughs> just looking at my list, just like oh, I wonder what I want to talk about today. Imagine if it snowed poop. <laughs> Mag- magical. This I, got, is, I is, gotta keep you prepared, John. This is the good content that we come here for. This is the only reason people listen to this dumb show. Is, you know, moments like, hey, what if it yeah. snowed poop? Fuck. Life is good. Get used to more of that. Get used to more of that going forward, Absol- maybe. Absolutely. That's, that's the way we do it. That's the energy we're carrying forward. Um, hey, I played a video game. You did? You I did. I played Needy Streamer Overload. Oh, I remember hearing about this one ages ago. So this is um, uh, a game where you kind of just like you were like you're you were I guess you're in a romantic relationship with this streamer girl. And uh, I mean, before you go in, if you you go in buying this game, I'm just I think if like if you want to get super reductive, it's basically a grooming simulator. (laughs) In like like, if you want to be horribly reductive. If you want to be horribly reductive, um, I, I, I it's not yeah. like this is a game that does give you warnings up front that this game does deal with very intense topics and, and, and mental health issues and drug abuse and things of that nature. But it is not handle those things with any bit of delicacy whatsoever. <laughs> so just know that going in DDLC, this is not. Uh-huh. Mm. And uh the gameplay loop is basically kind of like influenced by like Princess Maker, if you've ever played of or read anything about those where you, you spend Not yet, but I want to. Yeah, you like and in this game you spend a month basically telling streamer girl what to do every day. And that can be anything from like streaming to doing drugs to hanging out to having <laughs> sex. Uh, have sex with me Yes, you can let it like <laughs> there are endings for that where if you just fuck enough that that is an ending, and it's weird. Um, the whole—I mean, this whole game seems extremely weird. Like, oh, yeah. if you have enough sex, and then she'll be like, "Oh, that gives me an idea for a stream." That like, gives what? me an idea for a stream, and then she gets banned because she just literally has sex on stream. Oh, uh, you can tell her to go have sex with strangers on a dating site. Wait, so you really? Are, you oh are, my god! I didn't yeah, know you about were. That one. And all of the strangers that you can have sex with are very funny. Like, is this dumb? Because it's like, oh, here's a gorilla avatar. Here's a robot. Here's like oh. a squid. <laughs> Fuck. Which is very My appropriate. Appropriate given some of the company we keep. Um, <laughs> and all of those like various activities sort of just affect her stats, which will ultimately be what determines your ending. Or if you do one thing a certain number of times, like if you do too many drugs, there's an ending for that. <laughs> Um, but like overdosing is like a big part. Overdosing on drugs is like a big part of like uh, succeeding in some of the rounds. <laughs> so, Jesus. <laughs> while she may look somewhat low key and quiet, she's actually a ridiculously selfish and vapid girl with a tendency to get carried away and a desperate need for approval. Oh yeah, it's really like you gotta know going in. This is not like like if you've got issues with like mental health and like like validation issues and shit like that, right? Uh huh. You absolutely should not play this game. Doing all of these activities, they 
uh, affect her over... Like, she's got, like, a few stats that you need to balance over the course of the game. And mm-hmm. ultimately, those stats determine your ending. And there are some endings that are also uh, gotten by just doing certain events a certain number of times. And, you know, just kind of, like, you, you, you... You get a few endings and you start to notice mm-hmm. how you have to game the system and, like, just keep rolling the calendar back to a different day. Because once you finish or you get an ending, you kind of can just, like, go anywhere you've already been uh, oh, in the nice. timeline. So you can just go back to, like, day four or if I want to jump back to day 17. Um, but full playthroughs, almost all of them are typically 30 days. Um and and you like, like and, and and there are a lot of bog standard endings that aren't super great and then, and then there are some where they just really go all out um oh. that they like was just like the the stuff they do with like the UI it's absolutely nuts in some of the the the, the crazier endings that you can get um and and there's there, there is an ending i feel like the game should have just ended on and it didn't mm-hmm. And it involves mm. basically the most meta thing a game has ever asked me to do. Huh. And I feel Good. like continuing after that made the rest of the game feel a little limp to me because I felt that that was such a cool moment when I was like, what do I need to do? Oh, my God, you're making me do that. Huh. So this wasn't like the final, final ending, though. No, there were still like four or five other endings left. And like... Um, what I found out was like a couple of days prior to me playing this, uh, they actually like released this on the Switch, with and and they added like three more endings. So I like in order to like clear everything, I had to like figure out how to get the three new endings that they oh, no. added. Yeah, so like <laughs> I couldn't get the quote unquote true ending until I unlocked all of the other endings that I had no idea how to unlock because, like, the game had just come out on Switch. Also, they fucking censored it on Switch, which I'm shocked. Mm. Like, I, like game censoring doesn't really feel like a thing that happens much anymore in the ways that this game is censored. Like, the drugs have been removed and it's candy and sweets. Weird. What? What oh, that's fuck? so Nintendo. That's so, like, like <laughs> NES it, era. Yeah, like, it feels like maybe they did it as a laugh that's weird but like it was just kind of shocked me when i saw people talking about it that they actually like removed like all of the drug references and the like and what about the sex (laughs) i'm not sure about the sex i don't know like you can probably have drugs but you can probably have sex but not drugs i guess i don't know the sex is such a huge part yeah, that's game. what I'm saying. Like, how so I don't do you know, censor that? <laughs> I don't know how you would take that out or censor it unless they just completely like removed a bunch of dialogue and shit. Because oh, she's pretty, she pretty nasty. She got a mouth <laughs> on her. Good lord. Uh, but there's like a lot of fun interactions that happen. Like when you, even like when you've kind of got to like do so much. Like there's enough sh- like unique stream events where like the streams are different enough that where she's you know saying and doing different things each one and like um but it really just kind of comes down to being one of those sim games where you're just kind of like all right i'm not really paying much attention to like the aesthetic or the blog posts or the stream content anymore i'm just trying to make these numbers do what they need to do and to get Mm -hmm. a lot of the endings you'll probably have to look it up too because i don't know how you would accidentally stumble into these endings or figure out 
like how I needed to know I needed like this stat higher than this stat by this date. Like I don't know how you figure that shit out um, mm. without a guide. So yeah, it's, that's that's the way it tends to go with these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this game. I thought it was like an interesting thing to kind of exist in for a bit. It was just kind of like, well, okay, I've I, I've never really played a Princess Maker game, so I guess if I'm gonna play one, why not play one that is just like a complete defilement of that? The fucking trashiest. Why one? not play the trashiest <laughs> one I can? And like, despite the content being a little squicky, it's just like I don't know. Like I, I genuinely thought that it was like a good time, and it was like kind of a, a fun thing to kind of go through a, a weird. A fucking weird headspace to exist in for a day is what I thought to myself <laughs> while playing this, right? So I spent like eight hours that day playing this game in, in, in basically one sitting. Cool. And then the other thing that I was doing that I'll just touch on really quickly as uh, is like, okay, I, I've spent my day doing a, like, like making a, a poor internet girl do a bunch of fucked up shit for my own amusement. How do I follow that chaser up? Well, few days before that, I had started watching BoJack Horseman. Oh my god, this show. This oh my god, this go show. This arc, huh? Oh my god, this show is literally the only way I know how to sum up this show. Oh. It continuously finds ways to just get its claws into my chest and rip my heart out in various ways. Or just make you feel so unimaginably uncomfortable with how raw and real it is being mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. very uncomfortable it's about a show that is about kind of a washed up 90s actor and 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 like his spiral into whatever the fuck it is it's just literally <laughs> he knows he is a terrible person and he doesn't know how to be better. And nobody around him, like everybody else are fucking disasters around him too. So nobody's really of any help. And like, I have no idea where this fucking show is going to end. I literally just started the last season last night. And like the, the, the ending of the first episode of the last season, I was just like, fuck it, I'm out tonight. I can't. <sighs> like, I can't do more. God damn it. Um, it is a fantastic show, and like I can do nothing but 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 praise the performers and everybody. Like Will Arnett, just like this is a role of a lifetime, really. Like he cool. he just so has that character, and the just like it sells it so well. Um, God though, so yeah, like I mainlined needy streamer overload for eight hours, and then I finished season two of BoJack Horseman. The dreams oh. <laughs> I had that night Jesus. were just supremely unsettling. Like it was the, the ending of season two is really it's fucked up. so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, the media you consumed was also super unsettling. Yeah, so like I went to bed that night, and like every hour on the hour, I was waking up from some just <laughs> fucked up dream or just like a mm. train of thoughts that just would not get out of my head it was one Holy of the most it was one of the most unsettling nights of sleep i've ever had <laughs> oh it was such God. a bad concoction of media to consume <laughs> and then just go to bed <laughs> i needed, some, I needed some kind of i needed i needed a chaser for my chaser uh-huh and then it was, you picked the most fucked up chaser possible. Yeah, it was 
awful. Like that's so it was such a dumb <laughs> idea. It's a great show though. Yep. Just just be prepared for a lot. Uh-huh. God. It's that. It's great. Like uh. I wholeheartedly recommend the show. Like I I I have loved every moment of it, but god damn <laughs> i will say a lot of very good animal jokes oh my god like the humor is so consistently good like mm-hmm. it's so top shelf like the writers they're snappy and they're quippy but it's just like it, it's it's on a level that is just like it is operating on a level that just feels much higher than most people strive for in that kind of comedy writing mm the um the store the one that sticks in my head the most is the store where the floor is is gone <laughs> yes and they and the running gag and then how they pay that off oh my god it's so good yeah like no joke is ever just kind of thrown out there to die or to just be a one-off like they've there's always some kind of fun follow-up vincent adult man <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, I, I also got to give props to Aaron Paul. He does a great job as Todd in this show of being. Oh, Todd is so yeah. choice. Todd is so good. Uh, and, and I, like, I resonated a lot with um uh Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Pe- you are Mr. <laughs> Peanut Butter. Yeah, that was the that was my arc. <laughs> like I have watched this show now, and like anytime Mr. Peanut Butter is on screen, I just think of you. <laughs> even speaks with your tone of voice like the way that you speak it's just like i was like did john byer do voices in a television show and just not tell me god damn yeah you are mr peanut butter but yeah bojack horseman man powerful powerful shit go watch it Rhett, you need to finish it it's really good uh i finished (laughs) season two and it was just it's so funny that that's the one you specifically did right after. Right the after. Streamer or yeah. Whatever. Well, Cause don't, that, cause don't I know worry, that Rhett, that's a, Don't worry, Rhett. That's as low as he gets. It's, that's the it's thing. I'm like, from there. That's, that's the moment that like fucking broke me from that show because <laughs> it was so <laughs> depressing. And then knowing it's not going to get better. <laughs> uh, anybody oh, else? Done probably anything? the last season is going to treat you really well. It's um, extremely will, well done. Will it? In what way? In what way? Like I know, like I came out of the first episode just like, okay, I can't. No more tonight. That's too mm-hmm. much. Oh, oh, you mean the turn of like, oh, is this going to be the conflict? A conflict this season? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And oh, then like, didn't expect that to come back. That last scene, the flashback. Uh, with with his with 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 his mom, it was like, oh god, this mm-hmm. is this miserable. Oh god, <laughs> yeah, this show is uh, it's a thing. Like you want to get raked over the coals, that'll do it. Anyway, that's all I'm gonna monologue about. Who's got something? Oh, um, <laughs> who wants to follow you know- that? Um, well, I play. I watched something a little bit lighter. Oh yeah. Um, not not watched, but played. Uh-huh. So, do y'all want to talk on the Sox cast about a Trails game? What? <laughs> I think we talked about it a lot last time, but I did finish Trails to Azure. Oh, oh, I finished Trails from Zero as well. I, it's still really fucking Ooh. good. Yep. Yep. Okay. Hey, these games are these games are real good. Trails to Azure. How'd it treat you, John? 
I'm all right. First off, I, I played <laughs> Trails from Zero on um, normal and felt bad about it. I think mm-hmm. I talked about this last time, but I played this on hard and it just made every boss was yeah. amazing. <laughs> I think I think for the last half of the game, I beefed it at least once on almost every fight, <laughs> every major fight. And a lot of those major um, fights in the back end are, are like with 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 enemies and characters that are supposed to be just absolutely fearsome. Yeah. yeah. It it felt it didn't it didn't feel bad. It felt like the way the game was kind of built for. Like mm-hmm. it didn't feel like they just inflated the numbers. It felt like um this was this was the way this was a way that they could this was a, it felt like a a way to experience the game for the first time if you mm-hmm. had already played four Trails games and you yeah. knew how these games worked. Yeah. There's fights so. where you're just going up against figures that are so like above you in skill and Monolithic. stature, I guess. Yeah, mon- kind of that kind of legendary yeah. figures and just, yeah, you get your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> you it straight felt, by. It felt as hard, like about as hard as Xenosaga episode one, mm-hmm. which is like great. Like that's a, that's great RPG kind of pacing and resistance for me is like the, you get to those big fights and they're very scary and then they fucking deck you and then you have to think about it like, okay, how do I approach this? And then a lot of the times the answer was, oh, don't be all be bunched up in one place. Yeah. And super attack yeah. kills you. A, thi- um, a, 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 pro- a, th- a funny thing that happened to me at least three times playing Azure was that moment of, oh, I've got to win this fight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 there's one in particular fight. that just truly floored me when. <laughs> oh, Literally I just took 10 how much damage? Your character's hell. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the um, but yeah, they're they're very good, and yeah, the reason <laughs> they do they do the supposed to lose things so fucking much. It's so funny how much they pull that in trails. So it is funny when so you get it's to just like, you go in and it's oh. just like oh, like these numbers are real harsh. Okay, they don't want me to win this. This guy is just knocking me around the do, map. There's do, no do, way. Do, do. Oh, game no. over theme. <laughs> oh no, got mm-hmm. real intimate with that game over theme in this one. Uh <laughs> huh. <laughs> But yeah, it just made the the RPG part of it extremely like thrilling and fun. Um, it's also very funny how the back half of this game is the the final chapter of Trails Treasure is just its own RPG. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like I think I had eighty hours on the in game clock, and like I started the final chapter at fifty hours, just like on the dot, almost yeah. almost literally half of the game. Wow. Um, Darm Tower, last- baby. Darm fucking tower, um, but still way bigger than Darm Tower. Much bigger, yeah. Final, probably the final dungeon is still bigger. bigger the final tower. dungeon is bigger than Ease One, I think. Yeah, yeah like the entirety of Ease One. God, um, it it just fucking goes, y'all. Yeah. Um, I think I think I did still still have that kind of slightly muted impact compared mm-hmm. with um. SC and third. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I think that's always going to be the case. Yeah, yeah. It's this because game, these games they have hard. a rhythm. They hit similar notes. It's never going to mm. hit as hard. Repeating it. Yeah, this is. I think this game is based is like as good as SC. Yeah. Um, and like very firmly, like maybe even better than SC. But I think the fact that it's the fifth game in the series means that it's just not going to hit me as hard as yeah the others. Um, and, and there were, and the, 
I, I think I voiced last time, like I was pretty, I was pretty tired of just how nobody ever fucking dies in these games. Yeah, like that. That's not even a spoiler. That's just kind of yeah. like I think that I think Falcom loves their characters so much they just can't bring themselves to do it. There, there are multiple moments that in the there's one moment in the finale where it felt like. You could do it. You, it felt like four kids Yu-Gi-Oh censorship. It yeah. felt like I was like because a character gets impaled on magic spears and flies thirty feet across the room and utters their last words and lays down on the floor dead. And then at the and then afterwards, a person says, "Oh, I put them into suspended animation oh, God, with my yeah. with these spears." And I'm like, "No, you killed that person." They're dead, and they're not somebody I care that much about. You could have yeah. just, you them just and it done it. Fine. I really don't understand that one in particular. Like, no, fine. You can just, you can just kill them. Essie, Essie characters died. Actually, <laughs> like that's that's the thing. I, yeah, I think the nobody dies actually gets a little bit worse in these two games. Yeah, because S people people fucking died in SC and it was and then I was like oh I guess that's so wild in FC that that's so wild at the end of like this two RPG journey finally having these character deaths I didn't realize that was gonna be the last time we had character deaths <laughs> so oh well um I guess if there's anything like says, we 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 like it's literally like we suck off Falcom every fucking episode. Yeah, we get all the at this, this point one. that we say look, it kind of sucks that like the fact that you know characters probably aren't going to die really does kind of ruin the stakes sometimes. Yeah, like I there's a moment early on where I was just like if I was playing a Final Fantasy game, if this was a Final Fantasy game, Randy could die. Yes. Randy, Randy could die because like he's a player character, but he's he's not the main character. But he's one that you like a lot. You could you could see it. He has a cool story. You could mm -hmm. see it happening. Yeah. I'm sitting there watching every part of Randy's story play out in Integer, and I just know to my core there is absolutely no way in any universe that Randy is going to die <laughs> in this game or any of the later ones. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm, and I'm like, I just, if I want to keep enjoying trails, I just need to accept that. Yeah, and that's, okay. that's just basically where I'm at at this point. Yeah, and that's fine. Again, like I acknowledge it as a weakness. Like, and you know, if anybody, mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it that I think that really sucks. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you know what? Every everything has that. Everything has something it yeah. fucks up. Um, I think that's just why. Um, that's why I like just trying to get that kind of wide swath of different kinds of voices and media yeah. voices and whatnot. Sure. Um, because again, because everything besides that, um, the way, the way the main arc plays out with the character you really want to save. Mm hmm. It's really good. It's so fucking cool. It's really good. And it's really real. Yep. There's just a recurring thread throughout trails of people who don't feel that they are worthy of love. Oh, God, it gets and, me every fucking uh, time, uh, too. Uh, it hurts a lot. It hurts real good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit uh, like it became a real big theme in third and they carried that forward. Um, like it's something that really stuck in their craw that they like writing. Mm hmm. And it's. Ooh, it hits real good. Um, and then there's and then there's the <laughs> there's um 
Lloyd's conversation kind of in the dream space with with someone that really got to me (gasps) in a big way. That's real good. Mm -hmm, The head pat. Oh, I think I think that's when I cried a lot. Remember that John Um, came away wifeyless though. And then there's Ellie, who won't fuck John. Who won't fuck John? (laughs) Wifeyless. No maidens. No wifey. It's fine. I didn't. There's a there was a dating sim element playing in the background the whole time <laughs> that I was not privy to, and I did not get enough points for anybody. Even yeah. though I picked Ellie for almost everything. That's so would crazy love to me. If, I would love if we could open up the safe and just see and how many what points your off you were. are. If you're like 39 out of 40 or something, that like, oh, hilarious. you can just. I'm sorry, room. I didn't buy you anything for your room. I didn't know that that was a mechanic. It's hard mode. I wanted to conserve money for fucking oh items. Cheap ass. See, I, so here's why I don't worry about money in Trails games. Sepith is literally like a fungible resource, so I just sell Sepith. Yeah, yeah. I, I want. Guess what? I wanted to raise my slots. I wanted to get fucking action threes. I wanted. To, Polly, I needed that Sepeth. I, I didn't have any money to spare to get Ellie a book for her room. She's yeah. rich. Go buy her own books. She is rich. She could like like her sitting around. I feel like her sitting around waiting for you to buy books before she'll give it up. Kind uh, of a bitch move. Kind of a bitch move. Um, you know, so- I, I mocked how Cold Steel 4 is just extremely on the nose with a meter. Yeah. Like, you just get one heart for a girl, Here's and then you heart. get two hearts, and then you once you get two hearts, then you can ask him on a date at the end. Yeah, it's basically how dumb. it works. Now I know with as transparent and like in your face as that is, probably because some people got wrecked at the end of this one. And it's fine. Range. It's fine. I don't even care. I didn't even look it up. I don't care. It's fine. Fine, Ellie. I didn't. I didn't like you. Anyway. I'll play other Aww. games. I'll play other games. I have other. I have other RPG wives. It's I okay. I didn't like Ellie either. It's good. Uh, Im- impossible, Polly. <laughs> no, nah, I actually like Ellie. Oh, she's fucking with us, <laughs> everybody. Don't worry. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even. You couldn't no, even. I couldn't. I, I love all, like Ellie's having trash. just finished zero myself and kind of seen a lot of those character arcs play. I was like, no, nah, I like these. Aww. I like all of these characters. <laughs> They're so good. My arc was. I wish they did more with Ellie in in a zero because I didn't talk to her. For like any event. Good lord, Rat, You literally only fucking dated Tio. You talked to Tio, and that was all you did. Single choice. <laughs> so I didn't know that there was a ranking system. He bought Tio seven Mishies for her room. <laughs> he spent all that separate at the IBC. <laughs> it's it's a trails game. The only. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious like obviously the canon choice is the little sister of course <laughs> that's the canon choice in every trails game um that was also a very funny thread we kept j- jumping on was like every single moment of just like <laughs> they re- they 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 pull on not technically siblings <laughs> they have not technically they siblings romance love it more than most games have i don't fucking know they they have one of those for every character death they don't have <laughs> it's much. so it's so wild i i'm i think uh i think with the subject ma- with the various material we've talked about in this show that that was not a that was not a breaking 
nah. a straw. That would that was no. not particularly rough, but yeah. Um, so I, I I finished it up and I felt a little muted, even though it was really really good. Mm-hmm. You um, were also having a very stressful week. That's true. That's true. It was also a very stressful week, but but I, I did finish it with a slightly similar to zero kind of um like I I feel like I know the ways that trails is really good mm-hmm. and it it got me to and I feel like I I can take a nice beefy another nice beefy break before I oh yeah want to dip I would, into go ahead like cold steel mm-hmm. can wait. Even yeah. before and after playing Cold Steel, I was like, this is the one you take a break after. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, the, the way that I, so basically I, but I knew I still really wanted to play a more RPG because I fucking love RPGs. RPGs are I mean, kind of good. Mm-hmm. So to follow it up, I just went with the least Trails game I really wanted to play. And I, down and I bought um, Bioware's Baldur's Gate oh, on yeah. Switch from yeah. 1998 um, because instead of like it, it I, I really liked Planescape Torment. I really liked Planescape Torment, and um, but it was like very weird and artsy and wordy. It is a story game, kind yeah. of first and foremost, but it's built on this engine that is a complete recreation of like or mostly complete recreation of advanced dungeons and dragons mm-hmm. um and you get to play with that a little bit but not very much in, in torment Baldur's gate was the basic ass dnd bullshit game they made first mm-hmm. it is the infinity first infinity the engine game and it's just and, and all i wanted because i played dark alliance and it was the most basic dnd shit it was the um, boring boring D shit it was very boring and that's exactly what i wanted except that um i wanted to be better and i wanted to not be fucking an extremely linear yeah one character action game um and i played coder um a couple years back and it was outrageously fun i really really loved it and it was also the most basic ass star wars shit possible so i was just i just had a hunger in me and i was like i want that i want it's the same basic like combat and engine basically as coder, but in 2d. And I was just like, give me the, just mainline me with D and D shit. And I got Baldur's gate and then I played it nonstop for almost three weeks. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I got that at the start of the month and I played it nonstop until earlier this week. Wow, earlier it last, has been three week. weeks. It didn't feel um, like just three like weeks. almost every day. I think. I, yeah. Two weeks. That's where um, you said it. I think after two weeks, you said, I'm going to take a break. And then the break was like a day. I, I think it's I, I have been taking a break for several days. Mm. Um, so, yeah, about two two straight weeks of just playing this game. And I fucking love it, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I could it's, tell. It's so good. You just you get you wake up and then your mentor is like, we have to es- escape. Um, from the place that you've been living your whole life. Um, you don't know your parents and then you leave and then your mentor is immediate. You're ambushed and your mentor is killed. And then you, but you just barely escape. And now you have to learn the secret of your parentage while wandering the sword coast. It's very funny playing something other than trails. And then, Oh, character died immediately. Holy shit. Yeah. Literally the game starts and the opening scene is like a big villain, like crushing somebody's throat and throwing them <laughs> off of a building. And then they bleed out on the road. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. Yes. 
Thank you. People die in D&D shit. Because it's aimed at like fucking... Oh my god. I'm playing a game aimed at like 16-year-olds instead of 13-year-olds. This is so (laughs) nice. Perfect. That's all I wanted. Um, So... I don't know, y'all. It's you just fucking get let loose in this big world, and then you're like, I don't know. There's something up with the mines to the south. Is Check it out eventually, world? I guess. And then I just, uh, it's extremely open world. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. And I just have wandered. I made a giant map of all the different little tiles because you, you get a world map, but it doesn't tell you like, have you explored this whole thing? Um, so I keeping track of like which maps have I fully explored and done all the quests I can and um, so I do like every quest I can figure out. Um, if I if I don't know where to go, then I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll figure out. If I figure out, and then so oftentimes I'll explore another map and find the person for that first quest. Hmm. Um, I'm just running around doing little D and D ass missions. Um, I explored a, a, a mine and found out who was poisoning the iron and I'm there's political intrigue where this mercenary group was hired to bit where there's a Baldur's gate up North and an arm to the South. And this mercenary group is trying to frame, um, arm for the iron shortage, which is causing these issues, causing these political issues. And you're getting to the bottom of it because they also really want to kill you for some reason. You don't know why. So you keep getting these assassins attacking you throughout the different areas. You go at and they all have notes in them saying like your bounty and your bounty is steadily going up as you recruit more characters and you're and they're getting like obviously like more and more desperate to stop you Mm -hmm. it's so pleasing it's just really fucking cool it's just it's just fun as hell it's just an art it's it's a fun as hell RPG in a completely different way from Trails. All the characters are like very thinly sketched. You learn just a, they they all the characters you run into are completely optional except for your main character. Um, anybody you can, you can kick anybody you want out of your party. Um, they all of them have um, little quests that are unique to them and kind of flesh out their character. You don't have to do them. You just can if you want. Um, you can get there's little romance arcs you can have with characters. I I I, I like the wild mage girl, um, Nira, mm. and I did her quest and it was very fun. Um, it you has can a nice a spider humor. lady in one of those newer ones. <laughs> Excellent. Um, there's a nice um, uh, there's a sense of humor for a lot of it. It's not just very it's not dry fantasy. It is kind of fun. D and D energy where like they're they're they crack jokes um near <laughs> like Nira you meet Nira and she immediately like is being ch- she's being chased by um mercenaries who want to hunt wild mages and break open their brains and study them um and she uses her wild magic and like um they immediately like get teleported away and then later on you're talking to somebody and the mages appear. <laughs> they just got teleported there. Oh, wow. And suddenly you're fighting them. Um, the wild magic happens during combat. Cause this is an actual mechanic with a table in the back of a D- an old D and D book. Mm-hmm. So at one point I cast a magic missile and instead of casting a magic missile, a cow drops on the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very funny. What? And it just says wild magic colon cow. <sighs> Um, I think that's great. 
it's great. There's big fucking ruins you can explore. There's optional ruins you can explore. Um, right when I was starting to get tired of exploring the maps, I got like double speed shoes and the haste spell. So suddenly I can zoom across and explore them really quickly. Um, I, I, I mapped out absolutely everything and then got to Baldur's Gate, the, the city. Um, and then found out that it's like nine massive dense maps. And oh, then I was like, now geez. I'm going to take a break. Yeah, I played like 30, 30 to 40 hours. Let's put this down. Then I'm going to explore all of Baldur's Gate after Thanksgiving. Nice. Um, nice. I'm on chapter five of, I think, eight. Um, but I've done, I did just, I just, basically after chapter four ended, I was just like, I just want to explore fucking everything now. Yeah. I didn't, um, it's not too hard. Um, that's a big part of that is that I know the systems pretty well after Planescape, but but also this one has a really nice tutorial. Um, uh, that would have been really helpful with Torment, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> um, that it's just great RPG in a, in a completely different way because Trails is very linear. Yeah. Um, there's no optional characters because the character writing is huge focal point of trails and there's a lot wordier. Um, this is the great RPG of like set you loose in a big world and then you get to a place and you're like, oh, I shouldn't go here because the monsters because the spiders can teleport and they their venom instantly kills me and I don't have an antidote <laughs> spell yet. <laughs> and you yeah, walk I, back I, and then you come back, you get an antidote spell and then, oh, shit, I can I can deal with these guys now. I grew up with friends that largely played computer RPGs, and they just seemed so weird and different from the things that I was playing as RPGs. But it was always interesting kind of like listening to them explain the systems in play, especially with when you're talking about one that's like D&D based because I played yeah. D&D. So I largely understood the systems. It was just like you 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 aren't going to see something like this in like 1997 or so on yeah. You know, PlayStation. on PlayStation, though, you're not yeah. going to see that. It's more of the the, the the Japanese linear kind of experience. Mm -hmm. And like when they tried to do things like this on consoles, they had to dumb it down quite a bit and just was not as mm -hmm. satisfying. Yeah. And then like, on the other hand, like there's no story moment encoder that has the cinematic panache of something in Final Fantasy VII. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, it's all great. <laughs> It's just a matter of like figuring out, getting the the palette to appreciate the different kinds of approaches. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm really happy about it. Um, again, I'm not in a so I both this and Coder are extremely fun. Um, I'm pretty sure this is setting up to have the exact same plot twist as Coder, which was like the one thing in Coder that was like, oh, that's clever that you did. Mm -hmm. Oh. You, you had that clever idea. That was your one idea, I guess. <laughs> cool. Well, maybe, maybe it will surprise you. I have no idea. Maybe. I mean, Baldur's Gate Two um, it looks massive. It, this is like Baldur's Gate One isn't even the one that people adore. Um, two is like twice as big. Yeah. Um, and I think it's has a lot more big story moments. Um, so I'm really excited. Like, can I take a break? And then I'm really excited to see how that game plays out because I, I think it could be just fantastic um i think that one um and then like original fallout are some of the most interesting looking ones to me um i'm just having a ball y'all nice so, so, so i know the answer to this question are you playing the original no oh you're you are playing enhanced edition yeah i am playing enhanced edition because i oh. can play it on my switch yeah oh okay that makes yeah i can play with a controller 
It's, and it's only slightly buggy. It's only <laughs> it's only hard crashed while saving and erased my save like four times. Oh god! Now keep now. There's still all my other saves and the auto save, so it wasn't catastrophic okay. anytime. Christ. But it is a little unnerving <laughs> when you save your game and then the game hard crashes and deletes oh your save. God. So it's I'm not crazy. Sh- so Enhanced Edition came out 14 years after the original 2012, and then mm. Enhanced Edition got an expansion in 2016. Yes. That's not included in this one. That's like a separate thing you can yeah. load up, but yeah. it is pretty funny. It is the, listed as Switch version. Yeah. I think the original expansion pack is is um, Tales of the Sword Coast is included in this one. So like I, yeah. I got to a really hard dungeon, and then people are like, oh yeah, it's from Tales of the Sword Coast. And I was like, ah, okay. That makes sense. So I, I like video games. I like RPGs. I'm having a ton of fun. Cool. Rat. You done anything, anything, Rat? Oh, God. I forgot. I have one of these segments. Uh, no, right? So I'll, I'll do a short one and then maybe we can take a break. Uh, so sure. I finished the Trails game last time. I've tr- finished Trails of Cold Steel 4. Yeah. Yep. The big one. The, yep. big, the big one. The big one that's kicked off us talking like basically entirely about the whole episode. episode. (laughs) Um, So I played some smaller games and I'm not going to talk about any of them. Um, The Call of RPG also hit me. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me more. Um, So less than a month. So John finished Azure and was like, hmm, I want to play something completely different with with Baldur's Gate. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, hmm, I want to play something as similar as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to Tales of Berseria. Is it? T- yeah. It's Berseria. Tales. I, I, I am tripping over the word Tales versus Trails. Tales and tra- yeah, like tra- anytime I talk about these games and I'm typing it out, I catch myself getting it wrong half the time. Trails of Trails Berseria. Of the <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> So, Tales of Berseria, Berseria, oh my god, I'm mush mouth up, Sarah, Berseria. Berserkia? Berserkia. <laughs> I mean, it'd be weird if it was Berseria with no K, like Berserk is, it feels like that's very on what point about, for Velvet. What about Braseria, like bras? That could also oh, make sense. Velvet's definitely not wearing a no, bra that's not, that, No, no, them puppies Let's are fine. It, it is it is higher game. It is sales of Berserkia, then. There's definitely no K in it. <laughs> they just kind of key smash and then put IA at the end of the names of these games. I, I, in in college, I made a um, program that output about um, 10,000 tales of titles by taking random nouns and appending. <laughs> I IA remember you showing this. It made a lot of ones pretty, that were pretty convincing. And then ProZD did a video and got like 10 million views. Yeah. And you were like, oh, I didn't know that that happened. So I was I was in blissful ignorance until just now. <laughs> I'll survive somehow without proceeding. So I've been playing Tales of Berseria. Uh-huh. Okay. I started this game back in 2017, I think. <laughs> God, <laughs> it doesn't even feel like it's been out that long. I thought that at first too, and then I realized we do have a friend who took like her name from this game. Oh right, right. And has been that as long as like iffy has been iffy. So like they go back a bit, you okay, know. Okay. So it's like, yeah, I guess it has been 
six years since this game came out or so. Because they've done a bunch f- since, you know, they've done, uh, I don't know of any of the others besides Arise. But I think, you know, no, I think it was just Brazeri and then Arise. I think it was a yeah. long break before they did Arise. Yeah. No way. Like, oh, because yep. Arise was like five years. Really? Yeah, no I'm pretty way. sure. Holy shit. 20, you're right. Tales of Berseria 2016, Tales of 2021. 2021, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't know this was the most recent one. That's a little... Hmm. All right, second most recent one. Anyways, I guess maybe that's why it doesn't feel so old. Is there isn't this huge backlog of other ones. Mm. Um, so when I first played this in 2017, I was like, mm, this feels like Neptunia, like kind of low budgety. Very jank. Uh, <laughs> it's a little stiff. The yeah, action combat. Like the action combat is really busy. You know, just mash it out. You're fine. So the, the thing I don't like about the combat and you can t- turn this off, thankfully, is that it defaults to like semi auto weird semi like all Tales of games start with this weird semi-auto mode that feels... Or is it... I think it's actually called semi-manual, which is also strange. But either way, it's like the half point between just full control and automatic Uh, mode. So what it does is that if you press attack and you're not in range of an enemy, the character will automatically run up to that enemy and then attack. Yeah. And it just is really stiff in practice Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the fights are so chaotic that you're not necessarily going to be wanting to attack the enemy you're locked onto all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, then you just have to keep ta- tapping, like, lock on to be like, no, the one in front of me, the one in front of me, I want to attack that one, you know? So I have had a better time with the combat after switching it on to full manual, because mm-hmm. it's like, yes, now when I press attack, it just attacks. Yeah. And if I whiff, that's fine, you know? Yeah. The problem cool. then is that with Velvet, because there's no, there's like basically lock on doesn't actually do anything at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her attacks are very flashy. Like she jumps around, she does kicks, she does spins. It's hard to like be facing the enemy when <laughs> like, she's stuff just all happens over and the she's, place. She's just all over the place. One of them is like jumps up into the air, kicks an enemy, then like disappears from existence and appears on the ground and does a sweep. Like, very strange acrobatic moves. I'm just like, okay, well now I feel now the game feels better, but I'm missing half the time <laughs> because she's not turning. So the other characters you get better. I like uh, using Magilu and uh, Eleanor. Yeah. I'm not sure that's exactly yeah Magilu and Eleanor. They're they are they're, really fun. They're much more stable with their attacks. It's like okay, spear thrust, and then spin the spear in a predictable manner yeah. like i'm not missing half the attacks anymore and magilu is just very animated and fun as a character like oh cool. it, if i'm just running away in a circle waiting for the like atb to recharge it feels in character that i'm just like fucking <laughs> off from this battle yes because, it really does <laughs> because she's like in the party for the first you know quarter of the game but doesn't actually participate in fights. Doesn't do anything. And it's very just adamant about not doing anything. She's just like, I'm not actually going to help you guys have fun with the, you know, that dragon over there. I'm over <laughs> here. Bye. She's Go die. A, whatever. She is like a lovable dickhead. She's such a bitch. Like, in a great way. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And like the fun way where it's just like, I would tolerate you because you're actually really funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, the cast is great. I do like the characters a lot. Yeah, that that's really Berseria's strength, I think, is that its cast mm-hmm. is just so wildly good and, like, the relationships between everybody. Yeah. There's a lot of banter with, like, the skits. Oh, I, God, I the skits played... are so good. Yeah. The skits... I think... The cast and the, the cast and the characters were so good in Vesperia too. Like that was I absolutely think, a highlight. Yeah. The only other tales of game I've played is Symphonia back on the GameCube. The one basically everybody seems to have played. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, you got you had a GameCube. You had Tales of Symphonia yeah. because there weren't a lot of other RPG options. Pretty much. <laughs> like PSO wasn't really single player JRPG. No. I don't. And I had a Dreamcast, so I played Disguise of Arcadia. I'm not sure what else there was on GameCube. I don't know how Symphonia would hold up now. I know I well, liked keep... it. I liked it at the time. They keep re-releasing it. There's the HD one coming up soon, which is based on the Steam version, which is which the, is based uh, on the PS3 the PS3 version, version, which is which is based on I think the PS2 version, which, which is 30 FPS. Yep, it's the crappy version that literally nobody wants, but that's the one they keep going back to the well to, and I think it's probably just got <sighs> to do with the fact that fucking PlayStation is easier to port from. It's just crazy that the GameCube one is the only native 60. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I don't like, know how that like at no point ever got resolved. Companies don't really give a shit. Like, what it is, is that when they released it on PS2, they added a bunch of shit to it. So rather rather than going back and, like, adding that shit to the GameCube version and fucking shit up, they just released Mm -hmm. the the newer version. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with Persona 3 having two versions. Yeah. Yeah. Fess and the original. Or Fess, no, Fess and Portable. Oh, what? No, there's, like, Persona 3 Vanilla. Persona 3 yeah, okay, Fest, there's actually, and then Persona yeah. 3 Portable. But Persona there's 3 Portable versions. is the one that they're releasing because that's the latest version that has all of the stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have the Fest stuff, right? It does not have the answer, no. But but then, a lo- like, 98% of the fan base hates the answer. So they saw no... They, uh, they, they didn't see themselves losing anything by dropping it. Huh. I'm just saying, is yeah, with... Uh, I guess I would consider the answer like 60 FPS or something where it's like, I don't know. You can have this one thing or the stuff we added later. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like there's no true definitive version because each version has something. Anyways, there's no definitive version of Final Fantasy IV still. No, it's NES. Well, no, well, no, Red. <laughs> no, I have not. I've not dug into this well because the because the because the U.S. version is 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 pretty bungled, and then the the U.S. version is perfect. <laughs> says me as a twelve-year-old. Yeah, and then and then all there there's no like definitive fan translation. Like all of them have some kind of fucking of, like, like weirdness a, and just like yeah. their own conventions like there's just never any consensus. i want cecil to say the f word oh god i, yeah, remember, the, I remember playing the famous, like a retranslation of final fantasy 6 and it was like we've made this script more in line with the original and it's just like oh okay everybody just says fuck now for some weird reason what is going on here mm-hmm but then like the naming way edition is like the big new re-release and it fucking uh, makes all the hidden walls visible. <laughs> well, that's the that's the SNES version. Well, yeah, they kept that for the naming wave version. Oh, they weird. Made, they changed everything else to match the old the um original thing, but they were like, oh, well, this is bad, so we're gonna 
leave these visible. Like, if I'm not mistaken, like, all the hidden walls are pretty easy to find because, like, the, 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 like, the way that, like, the, the path that you walk in through them, like, they're slightly different color. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Who cares? It's as easy yeah, as to read as Faerun, and nobody's ever gotten stuck in Faerun, ever. Nobody's ever gotten stuck in <laughs> Faerun. <laughs> I'm looking at the text now, trying to figure it, trying to <clears throat> figure it, make sure that I'm not, um, fucking it up. But, yeah. There's no definitive version of Final Fantasy IV. It's very aggravating. Okay. I just play the advanced version over and over, even though it's really buggy. Mm-hmm. I feel like I lost the plot of what the hell Sorry. I was talking about. That's, that's how it goes. Brasaria. Yeah, Brasaria. Uh, yeah, character is good. I guess that's where it kind of started. Mm-hmm. Um, it is funny in that it's so similar to Trails of Cold Steel specifically because it is, you know, kind of simple 3D game. Low-budget like, yeah, 3D. Yeah. So in 2017, that's where I was. Like, my comparison point was Neptunia, and it was like, oh, it's like high-budget Neptunia. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But then playing it now, it's like, oh, it's kind of like ha- slightly higher-budget Trails. Because <laughs> I think, like, Trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4, I think, look fine. Mm-hmm. They definitely look way better than... One and two. One and two definitely show their age because they're on the older engine. Whereas yeah. with three, we're like with starting with like East Eight. I want to say they got yeah. a new engine, and even then, yeah. that engine is outdated as fuck. Oh, I'm not saying they're like fully pushing the power no, of the PlayStation like, Four. It is like when they updated for the for for like East Eight and Cold Steel Three. I think the engine was from 2008 or something. <laughs> so it's still yeah. pretty fucking old. I'm just saying, I did notice an upgrade with Cold Steel 3 from the previous yeah, ones, and Cold yeah, Steel 4 absolutely. continues that. And I think Tales of... Berseria. I don't even know. Berseria, the one I'm playing. <laughs> I would say it looks a little bit just artistically. I think it has more of a kind of style to it. I than... think that's it, is I think it's just like the style. I, think, yeah. I don't think that it's necessarily like, oh, we're rendering mm-hmm. it better or anything. I really think it's just a choice in style. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that kind of bumps me out about Trails is that it almost feels like Cold Steel doesn't have an art style. Not much of an artistic identity, I don't think. Yeah, it's just very like, hey, we made it 3D. These are anime characters in 3D, like very realistic, but not too realistic, just kind of standard. We achieved the dream of of all 12 year olds. Yeah. Whereas Vesperia has kind of a softer look to it, like kind of slightly watercolor or pastel colors it's like oh it's very nice looking i wish trails looked a little bit more like this mm-hmm. <laughs> the combat is the combat is definitely not as bad as it is at the start when like you have two characters like once it opens up a bit and you get some characters you like playing as more yeah but i'm not like also super engaged with the combat because it is even like i picked the the second highest difficulty there's like Super easy mode, like, I'm, I'm only here for the story mode. And then there's, like, normal. And then there's, like, I play action games. So I pick that one. And then there's one above that that's, like, I want it to mess me up. And then I think I unlocked another difficulty in the middle of the game. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, now you can play I want on Nightmare. to mess me up. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, that's everybody. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Name yeah. one person. <laughs> Name one that's not, in, not, not down for that. So I guess I'm playing on like three of five difficulty. Cool. So like I could raise it, but then I feel like it might just get a little unfair because I think 
it's another one of those situations where combat kind of kind of does its own thing when you've got all these playable characters yeah. or non-playable characters just mm-hmm. you know running i i want a boss fight with three characters down oh jeez <laughs> and i would i just like swapped in one of the guys that had you know full health and stuff and then he's fighting against this boss with like 10% health left and i'm just like yeah i'm just going to sit here until he dies and then i'm watching the health and i'm like is he he's kind of doing it huh <laughs> He's he's doing really good. So it's like, oh, okay, he's at six hundred HP. I'll throw I'll throw him an item at him from the ground. He, I can still do that. Even yeah, you can I'm still dead. you can still initiate commands if if like most of your characters so have, are dead. So I have him heal and he did win the boss fight, which is a little silly of a story for me to be like, Oh, this game's super easy, but that was the one time I was like, Oh, I'm actually going to lose oh nope, I still won. <laughs> um Yeah, so the combat's fine. It's it just feels a little stiffer than I'd like. Yeah. The way the way everything combos into everything is a little silly. Like I wish there was a bit more like flow to it in that certain mm. things would work better going into other things. Where yeah. it's like it kind of doesn't matter what you pick. You just kind of pick the ones you like and then you just mash the button a lot. I think that they went overboard like because it's awesome when moves combo into other moves in like action games like that. It feels great. Mm. But, like, I think them wanting to make that with, like, the case with every single move, except it just kind of feels like you're just flailing in the wind. It doesn't feel like there's any finesse to it. There isn't, like, oh, do the launcher to do the air attack to do the knock him down to the ground or whatever. It's just everything works into everything. I will say doing magic spells at the end is kind of cool because I think the later in the combo they are, they come out faster. That's a cool thing. That's why I like playing as Magic yeah. Maggie Lou, she's so cool. She's like the heart. Like she is like my personal heart of that game. I just love her to bits. She's great. And then <laughs> fucking Bien Fu. Bien like, Fu. <laughs> we're gonna do like the wine like the mascot character and like the extremely whiny character and the pervert character in They're one. All in one. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that everybody accused Morgana and Persona 5 of being is actually Bien Fu. His voice in Japanese is nails on chalkboard. Oh, God. That's got to hey, be intentional. Hey, my Bien Fu, I want to take a hot spring bath with the girls. Oh, yeah. God. That's so bad. <laughs> so, like, there's this talk of, like, oh, like, the the priest people are enslaving this other race, the Maliks, and then you have him, and they're just like, yeah, but you deserve it. Yeah, you're, you suck. You suck. <laughs> you're so annoying, dude. They just, they do not put up with his shit. No, it's <laughs> so funny. great. Just everybody is just done. It's, um, it's a yeah. fun little take on the mascot character, you know, whereas the mascot characters in, in Tales of Games are typically, you know, they're cute. It's, oh, look, it's like Rinwell has an owl and he's adorable. Aww. And it's just like, I like that Bien Fu is just a total shit lord. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I, I'm enjoying this game a decent amount. I haven't dropped it like I did last time. The dungeon music is so bad. Oh, dude, for all the, for as much as people talk up Sakuraba, holy Christ, this soundtrack is just boring. Like, the joke was, oh, it's worse than Trails in every way. Except- by a little, a little bit worse. Except the music. The music's like a massive downgrade. Like, 
it's not even just that I think the tracks are kind of boring. It's that the dungeons musics and there's a it's not even one. It's like three different themes so far that also show up more than once. They just miss thematically entirely. Yeah. Where it's like <laughs> they're going for like soft ambience instead of like slight dread or something like just very sleepy music. One mm. of them felt like reception at like high society banquet and it's like oh weird but it's a sewer level and i'm like this like, is so weird here's some like, elegant umineko music over your yeah, sewer dungeon it's like you're in a sewer dungeon it's like a string quartet playing upbeat music but like very softly upbeat like it's just weird like the cave music is like a soul a harp solo i'm like what is going on here <laughs> oh that's nuts so yeah so like I'm enjoying this game, but I'm like not super loving it right now. Yeah, it's just like, hey, this is something to do. But then after an hour, I'm like, eh, let's do something else now. <laughs> so I guess that's what I'm up to right now. But I I do have a second segment. We can yeah, talk yeah, 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 yeah. We can yeah. talk some real shit. The real shit anime. The real shit. Yeah, we'll do that. So how I think about a um, five minute break then. Yeah, sure. I was just thinking like. I'm interested in how the overall story winds up treating you because mm. that, that was where Vesperia just completely fucking whiffed for me. Like, I mean, the story is definitely the thing people talk about in this one and yeah. get me, got me interested in it. So I am hoping yeah. that kind of pays off. I think like, it they, lands. I know a lot of people, I know there are a lot of people that don't like how it ends, but I was just like, I'm fine with it. Mm. Mm. I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure it's better than Vesperia. <laughs> God, because I, I, I can if it's the the fighting can be nothing. When I got through Vesperia, it w- I I just at about a th- quarter into the game, I just started spamming this one combo. Yeah, every yeah. fight, and I just kept doing that over and over, and I just kept doing that right up through the end of the final boss, <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> they uh, layer on so many systems to the combat oh to make my. it feel more deep than it is, and it's then like, I'm just ma- I'm just finding the combos I like and just a a a a a a a. Yeah, like, Berseria, like, it's just literally tutorial, tutorial, tutorial. Every fight, you come out of every fight in that game yeah. for, like, the first seven hours of a new tutorial on a new system that is just, like, so granular and nuanced that it doesn't really matter to anything. Because what do I give a shit if I've got a point zero seven more chance of inflicting yeah. a status ailment? <laughs> oh, God, it's so ridiculous. They're like... <laughs> Oh, gives 1.1 BP. And I'm like, when you do this, I'm like, I don't even know what a BP is. Sorry. Yeah, like they don't explain the shit. Like, like that is a thing. It's just like there's like ultimate attacks that you can do in the game, but the game explains them wrong. Oh, that's funny. I do know how to do those at least. Okay. I, I learned, I, right before the end of the game, before going to the final dungeon, I was like, I know people can do limit breaks. I don't know how. And I sat for like 10 minutes, like I was <laughs> labbing it out. I'm going back over the tutorial and then fiddling with fighting random encounters. Like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And then I triggered it and I was like, oh, cool. And I just didn't do it again <laughs> for the rest of the game. Yeah, it's like unity attacks in, in the previous games or something. Mm. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, mystic arts and, and what the the other ones? There's so many arts oh, levels. Hidden arts. Hidden arts. The mystic ruins. It's, what a weird yeah. game. What a, weird what a weird series. But yeah, it, I, I can deal with all that. I can spam my way through boring fights. Mm-hmm. 
if you give me good characters, that's that's yeah. a lot of the way there. That's a you lot of the way the, there. You pay the tax to get to the part at the end that makes you cry. Yeah, that's the part where it didn't land. It's like, oh, oh these no. characters just are like soft. These are just characters like softly interacting in cute ways that I like. Oh, isn't that nice? And then it ends. Mm. <laughs> so like, there's no, there's never like a drama moment. And I think Brazaria just throughout like if if only because it's edgier yeah more characters die in the intro of this game than all of trails (laughs) that is not the case vesperia is like 15 hours of like the water in our fountain in our town's fountain is (laughs) isn't working let's go find figure out why someone yelled like 15 hours a character yelled at our party because velvet killed two people and didn't give a shit (laughs) like just in some ways, extremely anti-trails. Nobody gives less fucks than Velvet. Uh, I'm not used to Discord. You're not used to Discord? What do you mean? Oh, for for just community, for a main means of communication? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna take a while to get used to that, I think. Especially since... If he's not coming over until Twitter's gone, yeah, Twitter is just like, yeah, Twitter is gonna have to be like the the servers are on fire, <laughs> people are like running from inside Twitter HQ. Well, like Twitter.com doesn't load for me properly anymore. Like people's pages just I've, came up after like five I, posts. I'm already getting like messages where it'll be like this tweet is not available. Yeah, and then like. You go and you refresh it two or three times and then it shows up. Hmm. For me, since yesterday, like if I go on a media page, mm-hmm. I see, let's see, on mine, I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then the like the bottom two thirds are just it empty. Just, yeah. Just nothing. Nothing else loads. Yep. So it's real bad because I go to a lot of artists. It's and like, I wanna hey, see, I want to see your porn. Scroll. I can't see your porn. Yeah. I've already seen a good example of your porn, and I want to see more of the porn that you are posting. So what happened earlier was like, well, I do. I have a browser extension that's like download all media. (laughs) So I hit that twice already because like, well, this person only has 79 pictures. It's not like Mm 12,000. Yeah, now John DMs go over here and then if he DMs go over here. And then my frames go out the window. <clears throat> it's like, yeah, where are you going to get all the porn? Because, like, well, Rhett is the one that sends me all the porn. <laughs> well, you think I go looking for it anymore. I don't have to. <laughs> really? I don't I'm go looking wondering. for anything. Nice. Like, oh, oh hey, like I'm in, I'm in two DM conversations with Rhett where he regularly posts anime titty so i just i just gasped and said oh my god at a picture so check twitter right about now right about now okay the other funny thing is using discord and be like oh this is so much faster than tweet deck yeah that's solid tweet Tweet deck dms Mm -hmm. yeah it's just making real me real solid Digging long and deep for anime titties in chat, right? <coughs> Did somebody say anime titties? Yeah, we're talking anime titties now. This is just going to be the anime titties portion of the show. 
Uh, we have that every episode. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's something that just comes up pretty regularly. Yep. Where am I going to find porn now? Galburu. Yep. Galburu, Danburu. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, honestly, I get most of mine from, like, Reddit aggregators. Oh, Lord, I'm going to have to mute. Get a bad cough there? It's muted now. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah, I got a leftover, leftover chest stuff from the cold just sometimes. Aww, hey, tough. cool. I'm going to just go into a coughing fit. Oh, <laughs> it happens. <sighs> Woo. That was good. We will, we will somehow, we will use the internet to find pornography without yeah. the help. Uh, if there's <laughs> one thing that I am confident in, it's that Twitter may die. <clears throat> But I will still find a way to, to see anime titty. Or or anime titty will somehow find its way to any of my inboxes. I think it's, historically that hasn't been finding yeah. porn on the internet has not been. Yeah, I think it's about probably the easiest thing, thing that you could do online. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. go find porn on the internet. Go. Go find where they're hiding it. That was actually my last thing before I could log off is I need to go down my private and find and list all the artists I liked. <laughs> so I have that in a Google Doc along with where friends are. Okay, Taylor does have a point that Twitter does make finding porn very convenient. That's the thing on Twitter is the, it's like one of the few where it's big social medias that's like, oh, yeah, you can kind of post whatever you want here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no tits on Tumblr, no tits on Facebook, See, no I tits on Instagram. Like- I don't understand how, like, there's a Twitter app, but they haven't banned adult content, but you can't have adult content. If- the guy who runs Tumblr literally addressed that and was like, I don't know either. What the hell? Yeah, Twitter and Reddit can both just do whatever they want, and we don't know why. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. so weird. I think, I don't know, maybe it's because Tumblr was so known for extremely hardcore porn blogs. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. It definitely seems like, well, they're smaller. We can bully them into... Yeah, like, that's porn. probably definitely got something to do with it. Well, it sucks. It but... does. It's a bad time for know. anime titty everywhere, but we bad will survive. Bad time for anime titty ever. We we'll simply, survive. we'll just have to make do with, like, side boob and whatnot, as the, as the ancients rationed their own before us. I think that side boob is very underestimated. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do without hashtags though? Fourth wa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did play one more thing. Speaking of what you play, taste, John? I've been playing Sonic Frontiers since two days Ooh. ago. Oh, like, yeah, I saw you buy this and this. Fr- <laughs> uh, oh, wait, wait. Shika Snooze has the, I think Shika Snooze in chat has the uh, actual answer under boob. I just, I, I just always get kind of, I, the practical, the impracticality of under boob always pulls me out in the moment. I mean, if there's like kind of like under t-shirt or maybe mm-hmm. like then I can, where, where it's very believable. Yeah. But well, John, like, I, I can like, say, oh, as somebody yeah. who does own two titties, underboob is a thing that is not that hard to do. But like crony, cronies, the crony, the VTubers design that that I'm okay, like, that's oh, ridiculous, uh, though. Those are like, yeah, yeah, th- yeah those are it, milk it makes jugs. A lot of sense those are the silly huge. ones. 
Yeah, I am nowhere near that. But I can tell you, like, I can do underboob. Okay. Tasteful underboob. That makes sense. I, I think ridiculous underboob is the one ridiculous anime titty underboob is the one right yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah this yeah, isn't yeah. really this isn't really doing it for me yeah but like yeah taste most real i'm sure i would not turn my nose up at real life underboob no i would i would hope <laughs> you, not. you would actually you would get under there and then turn and your nose then up. turn your nose up <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um so i bought sonic frontiers yesterday uh-huh um part in part as always as guides many of my purchasing decisions because I thought it would be very funny, um, which it was well, and is. We do legally have to talk about Sonic every podcast, so thank you. It's yeah. true. Um, and also, I feel like y'all have taken the bullet for me on <laughs> so many zeitgeists, like anime zeitgeist, video game zeitgeist, y'all the ones that jumped into Metroid Dread. Like, if Metro, if that could have, that was good, it could have easily been real bad. Everybody else could have been wrong, and Metroid Dread was really bad, and I wouldn't have known until y'all played it because you're the only other two people on Earth who have good taste in anything. <laughs> um, ah, there's a couple other people, you know who you are, I'm sure. Um, there's not; it's just you. It's just us. Um, so, like, I had to. I, I just had that moment of like, I really want to play this, so I'm going to be the one to do it this time. I'm going to be the one to let everybody know. Um, if this is one of those good zeitgeists or one of those stupid zeitgeists. Um, so I don't have much to report yet because uh, I'm only six hours in. So about That's not like, a game. <laughs> so about a fifth because this one is beefy, friendos. <laughs> it's it's so fun. I wonder how many other Sonic games you could beat in six hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. You could beat Sonic Forces twice. <laughs> God. <laughs> I play. I try. I played. Um, I was trying to one life to beat um Sonic One and One Life, and I put six hours into it without doing it, managing it, just earlier this year. Um, but yeah, I I I just started it up, and I I was immediately like, I should try to figure out if I actually want this within the two hour window, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was that was just very strongly on my brain as I booted it up because immediately when you start this game, you're just bombarded with collectibles and systems. You're just like, oh, no, there's like there's portal gears, which open portals. There's <laughs> keys, which open guild keys or something gate keys that open the chaos emerald store containers and you need to collect all seven chaos emeralds to fight the boss oh. there's purple coins which you use to oh. god you is use this like fish with donkey kong yeah. 64 of sonic <laughs> there's purple coins you use to fish with big the cat you exchange the purple oh, hell yeah the chance to fish and then you can either collect fish tokens in exchange for your fish or you can collect a gold card which lets you exchange for anything in the fishing shop, which normally costs the fish tokens. Um, none of these are the important collectibles. The important collectible is the, is the memory token, which you get. There's a, there's a character in each of the big zones. Um, in the first zone, which is the one I played, there's Amy. So you're collecting Amy tokens to, so that you can um, wake which up Amy it. from her cyberspace imprisonment, which progresses the story. Mm -hmm. Um, there's tokens to raise your attack stat. There's tokens to raise your defense stat there. You collect, you find, um, 
these little guys that are just strewn about and bring them back to their parents and that'll let you raise your speed and your ring stats because they all level up and it helpfully shows you that it levels up all the way to 99 um i think that's i think that's all of them that's just so much stuff oh, for a wow. sonic game to have and mm-hmm. i just think that is so weird like i remember like the first time I like I was taken aback looking at Sonic Frontier stuff with somebody who said like, "All right, I leveled up all my stats to 99." And I'm like, "What? Huh? I didn't know about this." Yeah, I didn't know either until just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does not feel it does not feel any. I have felt I've leveled up to like level 20 attack, and it feels does not feel different at all. Oh wow! <laughs> so, oh, and there's challenge which is which you complete in order to open up parts of the map just like towers and and oh yeah the tower stuff looked neat uh i watched somebody do some of the tower stuff and like uh like the the verticality of those platforming sections Mm -hmm. seemed really cool actually that's a lot of the open world chunk of the game is that you look up and you and you see the thing that you want to collect and you kind of trace the pattern of rails and bounce pads back to a place on the ground where you can find them and that is the main way you are interacting with this game is trying to navigate like the bounce pad rail maze across the open world uh, and in the sky. Gotcha. Yeah, like figuring out how to get vertical is most of the play there. That's most of like the actual. Honestly, honestly, most of the open world stuff feels like busy work. It feels like you you find a challenge and you go. Oh, but this challenge is only open at night, so you do your loop, your special new loop verb around these lights that are only visible at night and that activates another light and you go loop around that one and you do that five times and then it activates the challenge oh there, god there this really ha- does feel donkey kong 64 i'll tell you what it feels like it feels like honkai impact to me <laughs> oh god Wow. It, I, I, I was playing it and it was just immediately like this is a gotcha game i am playing a gotcha game they, they do the starfall which is exactly like the blood moon and breath of the wild and then like you literally collect um, the, the 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 quartz from Faco. It just looks exactly like the quartz from Faco, <laughs> and it triggers a slot machine, which you can use to get <laughs> collect purple coins. Oh no! Um, here, let me get you the picture because it's 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 bleak. <laughs> um, God, I have no idea where it is. Oh well. Um, so. There's cyberspace levels, which are just one to two minute Sonic Generations levels, and you collect keys by be- by beating them, clearing them with S rank time, clearing them with a certain number of rings, and finding all the red star rings. Those are fun. They're, they're Sonic Generations levels. They're as fun as they've always so, been. All I know about is that the ones that they showed kind of pre-game were literally Sonic Generations levels. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Are you ready to do Chemical Plant Zone? Are you ready to do Sky Sanctuary? I hope so. Um, don't worry, they're only like 10 to 20% of the game because most of it's exploring the open world stuff uh, and doing busy work. Uh, can't so, s- have to say this is sounding a little dire, actually. So, that's the starting point for the redemption arc, I'm sure, will arise over the coming weeks. Because uh, I, I, the cutscenes are nice. I, I, so far, the story's voice feels kind of confident in a cool way mm-hmm. um i like how sonic talks i like how sonic interacts with people i love the story intrigue they've uh, i like the story intrigue they built so far 
Um, and I like the big Metal Gear Rising climax boss at the end of the zone. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think there's, I, I think what it's shaping up to be is that people are really in love with this, maybe because the writing is just there in a way that it hasn't been in Sonic for a long time. And I've heard um, th- that's that's my hope. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like the current comic book writer wrote this mm-hmm. game. Yeah, it's someone from they pulled in someone from the comic. Yeah, the so comics. and I know that people have talked pretty positively about like recent Sonic comics. So mm-hmm. it sounds like that might be you know like not letting the usual suspects take the lead here might have been the smart play uh, story wise yeah. at least. It's. It feels like they. It feels finished. It doesn't feel broken. Um, like it's open world Ubisoft sludge, but it's functional at being that. Mm-hmm. And so far, the story threads they're doing, they're doing a good job with. I feel like this is maybe stupid open world modern trash that has like maybe it has a nice little arc to it. And also, like that is still kind of fun to just like veg out and pour four hours into because i have played it a lot and i, I want to play it yeah. more after this podcast is done as somebody I think who, ultimately... who as somebody who banged out a lot of side quests in xenoblade chronicles earlier this mm-hmm. year and as trash <laughs> as those are i feel that yeah like there's something to be said like if you put enough if you put enough breadcrumbs on a map I will follow them and I will do the pointless fucking thing <laughs> you want me to do and my brain will like that for a few hours Mm-hmm. And this is this is one where I'm pretty sure you can completely finish it, like do everything in like 25 to 30 hours, which is yeah. a lot to be doing busy work, but it's a lot less intimidating than like Xenoblade or whatnot. Yeah, um, Xenoblade gets into like 100 plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the difference, too big. Of course, in Xenoblade, there's like an actual RPG under the surface. In this, there's nothing. There's just Sonic Generations levels. It's, it's So it's so definitely bad. pure busy work. I mean, yeah, but the Sonic Generations levels don't tie into all the yeah. busy work at all. Like that is unfortunate. Yeah, I think the busy um, work ties into it, where it's like, oh, I want to unlock more Generations levels. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like that, that's been the arc forever with these games is like making Sonic levels that move by very fast is very asset and resource intensive. Mm-hmm. How do we make a AAA game out of that? Um. And the solution know, they, they settled on for this one was open world stuff, which isn't the worst. I mean, they've really I been struggling. They've been struggling that with that since freaking Adventure One, where the overworld in that is not really the fun part, obviously. Yeah, and then Werehog or like I thought. I thought Generations obviously had the best one, where it's just like, hey, there's two playable Sonics now. Yeah. With Generations, you had the big level, and then you had a bunch of mini missions. Built oh, yeah, the, the missions. The, the mini missions were fantastic. Like, I think I 100%ed that shit. Yeah, I've done all of them. Yep. Um, but they didn't do that again. <laughs> they did this instead. That's um, weird, because it does seem like, given that they already have the Generations levels in there, basically, like, I, mm-hmm. they're not literally exactly the same, but the levels, but they're using kind of the same visual as- assets. Why not just do a couple more, like, weird like experimental like hey grab a hundred coins in this arena or something yeah. like side mission kind of stuff that's true they don't they, they're yeah once you 
I mean, they're 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 short. They're only like a minute and or two minutes. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't lend itself to the side missions the way Generations is did, since those were like five minutes long. Um, but I mean, like Generations had like entirely different levels. Like when you head mm-hmm. up, like on the ground level were the main ones, and then up in like the rafters were the side mission stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like slightly different variations of the level. Mm. And some of them were like a minute or 30 seconds long, you know. I think finding something like that in the open world. God, this sounds a lot like Mario Odyssey, though, and I didn't like it there. (laughs) Where, like, all the fun platforming was, like, segmented off, really. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's, it's just kind of that. It's Like, for some reason, people thought Mario Odyssey was good. And and everybody else kind of just structured their games after that now, because that's like the new touchstone. But no, Mario Odyssey is boring. Mario Odyssey is Mario Odyssey is exactly this. It is it is pure. Like I wasn't as exhausted. I didn't like know as much yet, so I didn't really recognize it. But it's the same like pure brain candy phone game shit. (laughs) And people are just like, yeah, this is great. I love Nintendo. I love Mario. (laughs) Um, this actually sounds more with the collectibles, though, where Mario tends to be a little restrained. Yeah, with Mario, it was more a little reduced to, like, coins and moons and whatnot. Um, oh, boy. So I'm I'm actually, I'm earnestly very interested in seeing where this one goes, and I'm having a lot of fun, and I want to keep buying it. Um, I just felt like with the rapturous... Like, it's overwhelmingly positive on Steam right now, which is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People um, are real big on this game right now. Mm-hmm. Which I think maybe, oh, if it is the story, then I think that speaks well to the power I've of specifically seen a lot writing. of praise for the gameplay loop being really fun and addictive. Yeah, it's so, that. That's what it's built to do, you fucking sheep. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, this, this is why you're being like the canary in the coal mine, to be like, oh, yes. I know why other people like this, but the tastemakers are here now. Yeah, the tastemakers are here to let you know this is, that this is bad. It, it, it's trash. Stealth on Twitter is going to tell you why Mario Odyssey is one of the best platformers of all time. <laughs> I'm a very boring internet personality who just that's says so the good. most obvious things. Fuck, that's choice. I think, yeah, I guess Sonic Frontiers I would call a crowd pleaser. Yeah, like of course, of course, people love this because you know people like brain candy. Because again, I'm Numbers saying I enjoy. I'm enjoying it too. I cleared out the whole fucking first map. I have a hundred percent. Yeah, took six hours. Um, I had a good time. Um, well past think, that two hour refund mark. Uh, well past that two hour refund mark. Um, so. Go into this. I'm not saying not go into this, especially if the story is good. I'm going to come out the other other end pretty happy. Um, but go into this expecting, like, I want phone game garbage because sometimes <laughs> that's what our brains are after, and especially with the world being scary. Yeah. Uh, maybe sometimes you just need some phone game garbage, and that's okay. But that's definitely what it is, and I and I did not hear that at all online beforehand. Yeah, like nobody really makes that is making that like that 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 that, that approximation. Yeah, it's it's transparent to me. It seems so obvious playing it. Like this is gotcha shit. 
And I, I don't know, is this just all AAA now? That's what I'm thinking, is that we're just so segmented we're so, off from yeah, like, what modern games are at this point. We don't we're over really. Here, we're all over here playing fucking Trails. Like, we don't play fucking <laughs> in our fucking bubble. <laughs> yeah, like, we're playing, like, these indie games and, like, games from smaller studios. It would be, like, B-tier, mm -hmm. I guess. And it's just like, yeah. Oh, like I've not played, like, a true AAA game in a long fucking time. Like, I don't even know that I could tell you what the last one I played was. But I think a lot of this stuff kind of infects, air quotes, indies as well. Like, I'm the one that played oh, games sure. and was like, oh, hmm, you've got a very addictive gameplay loop that people love here, huh? Mm-hmm. I played Webbed earlier this year and i just was like disgusted because i was like it's like a spider platformer game but it has a trillion collectibles uh, and it's just paced like a nintendo game a modern nintendo game and i'm just like you didn't have to do this you know you're not you can just be a good game instead of this bullshit <laughs> uh, but sonic can't be a good game so I, my standards are lower so i'm i'm just kind of appreciating <laughs> it for what it is and um, hopefully enjoying where the story goes I, I looked up webbed on Steam, 98% positive. Yeah. It, oh, the tastemakers have spoken once again. Ugh. So, yeah, like, th again, this is not discouraging and it's not meant to actually, it's, I'm being like yeah. dramatic because it's funny, but like, this isn't meant to be a slam on any of the folks in my feeds enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I've like loved watching fun. people seemingly just enjoying this game for what yeah. it is. Everybody seems to be like, it doesn't feel to me like people are trying to convince themselves something is good. And I can usually mm -hmm. tell when that's the case with something like this. And I think people are just genuinely having a good time with this game for what it is. And that's fine. That's yeah. awesome. That's the vibe. That's the vibe I'm getting. And that's the vibe I got. And that's why I bought it. Because I was just like, the the energy I'm getting around this feels good. And then you play it. And then you realize like, oh, wow, you really want it to be Breath of the Wild. Like they start with soft piano music. Oh, Those opening trailers that they showed were so cheesy, like Sonic with soft, yeah, the soft piano music, but then also a bunch of fucking grind rails in the background. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you making here? It is exactly the game it looked like on the first reveal. Like it looks uh -huh. like it looks like we. The fan, those fan trailers that are like we made Sonic in in Unreal Engine, and now it's a good game. It's it's that, but it, it's aesthetically bizarre. It's so weird. Um, but again, I, I keep I keep I want to play it right after we're done. Well, there you <laughs> Sometimes go. you want that compulsive bullshit loop. Sometimes you need the brain candy. Who are we to argue with human with with, with the human brain? Mm hmm. Oh, I remember saying ages ago that the only kinds of gameplay loops I'm interested in are the ones Sonic runs around really fast. <laughs> but now Sonic. <laughs> We're using the word loop, and it's in the evil way, and it's about Sonic. Yeah, I guess, like, monkey paw moment there. Mm-hmm. I will... I feel... I also feel like I will always play a bad Sonic game, and I'll get something out of it. Well, it sounds like it'll be well, the story, and that's fine. Yeah. Did you I finish play Forces? Actually, you did I, finish Forces, didn't you? I did finish Forces, yeah. Okay. It didn't take long. <laughs> True. I think Forces is my least favorite so far. Um, I mean, yeah. All right. That's it. That's it for me. Okay. Um, Go for listening. I think I, Polly should go next. 
Well, I I watched Japanese cartoons. I watched a lot oh, of them yeah. actually. I watched so many. You've been binging. I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. Back in the game. Well, it's mostly because, again, I'm watching stuff with Ghosty. Uh, She's had a lot of really good suggestions for anime we're watching while I take her through Breaking Bad, which we literally have the finale up next. So, Oh, jeez. Good fun for everyone. Um... Uh, but yeah, like, uh, uh, um, definitely one of note that sticks out a lot to me. It was a fun little show that I'm going to recommend everybody watch. It's like little four to seven minute episodes called Miss Monochrome. Um, and it is about this android who she, 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 she lives in a, uh, she lives in a, uh, she lives in a castle and she has 19.3 billion yen and then a girl steals (laughs) it all from her. So she she's poor now. She's got to live in a a, a rundown shack and sleep under newspapers. Um, and uh, her dream is to become an idol. Um, and so you'll love it, Rhett. You love idol shit. Um, idol. Uh, and it is legitimately like some of the funniest uh, Japanese cartoonage I've seen in a while. Like the the way they make all of the gags land in this show is so good. Um, and, and like, she is like, Miss Monochrome is such a great character because she's so deadpan about everything, but they all, but she also only speaks in auto tune. <laughs> so she's delivering these just very flat, this flat performance that's being like doctored up with auto tune. And it's very mm. cool. Like they're really playing on like monotone, monochrome kind of thing. Uh, and like throughout all like three seasons it has a through line of her like doing everything she can to like become an idol to get a big concert tour to release an album and like it it, they they accomplish so much with just like little bite-sized four to seven minute episodes and i was really shocked at how well the whole thing turned out and how much i was just genuinely laughing the whole time like it's really good stuff awesome go check out miss monochrome it's (laughs) it's a delight um, I remember I looked at your anime history and I was like, holy shit, Polly went through the show super fast. And, that, and then I saw, oh, four minute episodes. They're four okay. minute episodes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, oh my God, Polly watched more episodes than I did this week. How the fuck? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly different scale there. Uh, the, uh, the Chainsaw Man anime. Pretty good start so oh, far. Yeah. Really enjoying that. You know, sometimes, like Sonic, you just want to eat some trash. It, this show is absolute <laughs> trash, and I love every second of it. So, Excellent. Polly, how do yeah. you feel about Makima? <laughs> She's really good. Is she? Okay. I like her a lot. I would bark for Makima. <laughs> um, Polly, I heard that's problematic, though. Oh, yeah. is that? Yeah. Is it problematic? Oh, gosh. I guess that makes me problematic. I heard someone go on a big rant. They're like, I get that you think Makima's hot, but please recognize that she's an awful she's person. She's a groomer! Like, oh, yeah. shut up. Get Literally that. Yeah. Like, she's an abuser. I'm just like, whatever, man. I don't care. Feed me the trash. I'm there with the okay. spoon and a fork eating out of the trash can that is Chainsaw Man and having a great <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> I, and like this about. show is not aspiring to be like anything. Like this is not a show I'm gonna show anybody. Like, hey, you're gonna learn <laughs> something deep and profound from it. No, it's look, have fun, turn it off, okay? Mm-hmm. Turn okay. it off for a few minutes and just have fun, okay? I'm begging you. 
Is it some 80s OVA energy? Oh, God, yeah. It definitely yes. has 80s OVA energy. Yeah, it, it's very blood splattery. Very, very, hey, there's a... We're going to do some boob grabbing. It's going to be great. Um, I heard there were tits now. There are tits. They, no bear I tits. I feel like... No bear tits. But, oh, but there are tits. I was tits. lied to. Hmm? I was lied to. I thought, oh my god, uncensored boobs. It's been I, a while on TV, I've but apparently seen not. Any, I've seen no okay, uncensored I, boobs in this show okay. in the first six Which episodes. Misunderstood. Yeah, like that, like that. This show's just good fun. Having a great time with it. Cannot wait for the rest of it. We'll probably read the manga once the anime is finished. I like it that much. Killer. Uh, but the big, the big main course of anime that I uh, that, that that I took the plunge into mm. uh, is a very interesting show. It's called Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju, Ooh. and this is a show that like is definitely has to be someone's passion project. Because to me, anyway, the, 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 the subject matter and the framing devices feel so incredibly niche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I feel like it's a show that, like, most people catch and it's just like, that sounds interesting. I want to learn something. Um, and, and the show is based on uh, performers of an art form called Rakugo. And uh, Rakugo is, uh, it's a solo storytelling performance where the uh, Rakugo ga, uh, with just the assistance, you only, ha- you only have a fan and a handkerchief as props. And they tell stories as a narrator while also acting out all of the character dialogue exchanges by themselves. So it's essentially like a one-person show where they're telling you this story and, and they're voicing all the characters, and that's oh, cool. kind of the whole deal. It's it's very rooted mm-hmm. in like the performance aspect. Um and 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 like the first like the first episode will get you real fucking used to uh what Rakugo is because uh, like there are two cuts of the first episode I found I out. I couldn't believe so, yeah so I have also watched this show mm-hmm. the first episode I sit down to watch it just thinking oh I've got you know an hour I'm going to watch like two episodes I did not finish the first episode no the first episode like I guess I would call it the director's cut which is not on Crunchyroll is yeah, 88 Crunchyroll. minutes <laughs> and that's a movie and most of it is Rakugo performance. <laughs> like, no frills, like, nothing fancy, just unadulterated, this is what this show is about, motherfucker. Get used to it. And and it, and it feels just very purposeful, like, we are going to teach you what makes yeah, it, it's what literally... this art form is about. And, and, and like, I, I will say that, like, the Rakugo performances, they are a huge part of the show, they are supposed to be comedy. Yeah. And I feel like this may be insulting to the art form and culture, but I feel like these stories are funny if you're an 80-year-old Japanese guy. <laughs> like, they're, not, they're yeah. outrageous. Like, they do have, like, wildly animated performances. Like, you know, they're putting their heart and soul into voicing these characters and stuff, but the story... That they're telling them the, during their performance is like, okay, yeah, I didn't really laugh. At, but then, like, everybody that's in the audience in the show is laughing their ass off. 
Yeah, it definitely felt like there is a cultural divide here that I'm not going to criticize. Yeah. I just cannot truly understand or get over. But that doesn't affect yeah. the enjoyment of the show, I don't think. Not um, at all. Like Because the, the premise of the story, though, is about this main character, Yotaro, who he's just gotten out of jail and he's left the Yakuza. But while he was in jail, he was so touched by a Rakugo performance uh, by a guy named uh, Yakumo Yurakute? 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 I can't remember. I'm going to go to hell for that one. That looks close enough. But, um, Burn forever. But, but like, Yatara was imprisoned. He saw this performance and, like he started taking up the performance himself while he was in prison. And like, when he gets out, he tracks down Yakumo and begs him to take him in as an apprentice. And weirdly enough, he agrees to do it. He sees something there, which will kind of understand. You'll come to understand what he mm -hmm. sees in uh, Yotaro as the story goes on. Um, and, 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 and in the early stages, Yotaro fucks up. <laughs> really bad by falling asleep during one of Yakumo's oh big performances. And he's That's like That's one of those moments that you just your your skin crawling and you just oh, cringe out of your just body like, and you just Oh no. He fucking snores so loud that it <laughs> that Yakumo hears him and has to stop the performance for a moment. He like tries to write it in as part of the performance of like, oh, and they heard an angry bear. <laughs> And it's just like, and he, like after that performance, he's like, "Fuck it, you're done, you're expelled." Um, yeah. But but it doesn't last long because like like Yakubo has a change of heart again. He sees something in this kid that very special, uh, and instead, like they frame the first season, and it's just like about Yakumo explaining how he got into Rakugo, what his history mm -hmm. is with it, and like the story just really fucking takes off from there. Um, yeah, it, it it drills deep into Yakumo's entire past, his, his, his relationship with uh, a fellow performer named Sukeroku, which is, oh, oh man, just uh, <laughs> I'm catching feels just talking about it and thinking about some moments of this show that really kind of hit hard. Mm -hmm. uh, and that really kind of ends up being like a big part of the heart of the series is like, that relationship between those two and what that mm. means and how that relationship like ended up over over the time and, and 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 it really explores like how rakugo came into favor over the years like and like during like world war ii post world war ii it was like this big thing but it's like technology and years have rolled on like it's lost like a lot of its relevance so like yeah. the people that are into it are like doing everything they can to like keep it alive and, and interesting and, mm -hmm. and i and it's we, just yeah go ahead we, we don't need to go to the theater anymore they got this thing called a tv yeah like that like you they really go through like the advent of all of that stuff and yeah. like they handle it really well like i think this show has an incredible pace yeah for, for the like, extensive amount of time that it is covering uh, and being able to like watch mm. all of these characters grow, like we literally watch like Yakumo grow old, yeah. um, yeah, over the course of, the of main... what's like twenty four mm. episodes, I think. Mm -hmm. One of the main themes is like 
the world is changing. Rakugo needs to change as well. It's yeah. stuck in the past. And like, and it's just like the ideals of just like, no, like this is a traditional thing and it needs to stay. Like it can yeah. survive on its own. It needs to survive on its own merit. But also there are other people that are like, like, look, this can still be a thing. We just need to evolve. And it's a really, like, like it's a very true uh, mindset, I think, of any art form. Mm-hmm. Like when, when, when technology starts to strip it of its relevance, uh, how things have to be adapted and stuff, and I think that like watching that happen, um, it's it, it's really really great. Yeah. Um, what about you, Red? What? Like, where are you at with this show? So, episode one, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a movie. Yeah, it was. I watched the eighty-eight minute version by accident. Yeah, like I did not know that was a thing that existed because yeah. it is not on Crunchyroll. <laughs> I was just so episode one, it's obviously very long and a little slow with the full performances being shown. Mm-hmm. But I was like, OK, I'm not going to drop the show after episode one. That was a little little slow and boring, but OK, we're we're invested in the story. And then episode two, oh, we're, oh, we're doing a flashback now. I see. And then immediately got way more invested. Yeah. And then a couple episodes in, oh, this flashback's really going. <laughs> and then <laughs> kind of realize, oh. Oh, this entire first season huh the, this this is the show this is the flashback and then yeah we, we learn about how this master became the master that he is like why yeah, he is so, like, so revered by yotaro mm-hmm. it was just funny like oh the show got good at episode two and then yeah that just was the show after that point so i was like totally on board immediately mm. yeah and then season two you know season two is really good but it felt a little more uneven i guess i think right? I, I, kinda... I think the thing is and i th- and this may be just me but i think yakimo's backstory is just so yeah fucking good and the characters that he interacts with growing yeah. up through those years and stuff i think that like those characters are just stronger than the set yeah. like than than what they than, than the characters we do in the second half yeah because i think the second half struggles a bit with a protagonist shift and yeah. that you think it's going to go over to Yotaro as the new main protagonist. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of doesn't, it's kind of really still focuses on older man Yakumo. Yeah. But that's still extremely, extremely compelling. So it doesn't. Yeah. Down whatsoever. Like it's weird. It felt like season one was the more conventionally better show. Yeah. But then season two is the one I'd actually want to rewatch to really drill down on what it's saying and the themes and like, yeah, where those character stories end up. Mm-hmm. I just think, like I mentioned to you, I think Yotaro as a character was kind of note where he just isn't a pure embodiment of loving Rakugo. Yeah. And he's not really much more than that. Yeah. Uh, whereas like, you know, the, like, like the things that like with, with what Yakumo sees in him initially kind of gives you big hopes for when you understand what that, initial relationship with Yakumo and Saku and Sukeroku means um what he sees in Yotaro you would think that like that would feel a little more connected I guess and yeah it, it never quite lands 100 percent yeah but it's, it's one character arc that kind of doesn't land yeah everything else many. is still very good like this show's got this show goes places way more places than I thought it would for a show that is just about <laughs> performance yeah like the, about comedy performances that aren't very funny <laughs> <laughs> but but it's a show that's just kind of ultimately like 
like with the it's about the progression of time it's just about life yeah um i think i kind of understood a bit when i looked at the so the season one what well, it's weird to think that the name of the show is a spoiler but yeah. the name of the second season is like descending stories yeah and i think that really kind of sums up rakugo and the show as a whole yeah. where it, it's like very... part of it is that Part of the theme is that they haven't actually written new Rakugo stories in like a hundred years. Yeah, it's just these same stories being told and passed down through generations. And mm-hmm. then oh, in the show, you see different characters at different times performing the same stories. Yeah, yeah, and, and putting their own spins on it. And I think that like those parts of the show feeling a little flaccid is intentional it's to show that like yeah like this art form is it's stagnant because we've not added to it but i think there's there's a scene near the end where you hear a story from the very beginning told oh, again man. with a different character yeah it's and you very... go oh man and you start crying you start fucking bawling this show like <sighs> last two episodes was just kind of nonstop for me. It was yeah. like, oh, okay. I watched this before work and was like, I I am not in an emotional state yeah, to like I, we be finished seen by it. other people. <laughs> we finished it and I'm literally like making dinner afterward just like, oh, I wish I was cutting onions right now so I could say <laughs> that's why my eyes are watering. Aww, it was like, it's were... really fucking touching and heartwarming and just... yeah. It's, yeah, like, it. I've not seen something like this in a long time, where it's just like, this is art for the sake of art. Like, this is yeah, just... Yeah, it's such, it's such a beautiful art piece. Like, yeah. It got to me so much more than I thought it was going to. This took me by surprise, because I will literally, t- I'll be honest with you, like, after episode one, I was just like, I don't episode know about this. <laughs> I don't know about this. I might not be able to get through this. And then, like, when we did episodes two and three, I was like, oh, shit, okay, I'm, I'm on. Yeah, yeah, this is really yeah. cool. It doesn't take long to get good, unless yeah. you watch the movie version. Yeah, don't watch the 88-minute version of the first episode. <laughs> okay, good to know. I mean, I survived. Yeah, it's, it's on, like the show's on Crunchyroll and it's got like the 44 minute episode version. So it's so funny p- seeing people be like, wow, that was so long. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all, they made a longer one later. I had no <laughs> idea when Rhett told me there was an 88 minute version. I shit one myself. Hour, 22 minutes. I think it's longer than like most Disney animated oh, movies. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, just please do yourself a favor if you if you really like quiet like emotional art pieces that 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 take their time getting where they're going. Um, it's just a really solid drama yeah. and character study. Yeah, Showa Gendroku. It honestly, Rocks it's honestly sounds kind of like Sanyufonium to me. Oh, I, I don't Does know that about that. <laughs> okay, because Sanyufonium is much more kind of. They're overemphasizing the drama because it's high school kids. I don't. This know is a little bit quieter. This is quieter because it's adults. Like there's not a yeah. lot of like there's not a lot of and the children that are in this are portrayed as just children. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely. Like if if all of that tickles your fancy, check out Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju. Cool. Anybody else got anything else to talk about? Anime's so good. I got a little anime. Okay, what you got? Go for it, Rhett. 
So I was looking this up. I was like, how much, how much have I done since the last podcast? So I looked up my anime watch history. Uh, since the last podcast, I watched four Macross movies. Oh, Jesus. Okay, this is an anime, but also two Godzilla movies. Uh-huh. Yeah! Uh, I watched four, like, 12-episode series, Shine Post, Prima Doll, Luminous Witches, and Sara Zanmai. Uh, I watched Showa, Genroku, Rakugo, Shinju, both seasons. And then I watched three seasons of something John recommended called Kaguya-sama Love is War. <laughs> Fuck! Red, I want to talk about that and Godzilla. <laughs> So funny story that happened just now during the podcast, though, uh-huh. probably about Showa Genroku Sh- Rakugo show mm-hmm. was like, this feels like somebody's, uh, you know, passion, passion project. project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I looked up. So I just went on my anime list. and I was like, well, what else has the director done? Oh, Kaguya-sama. What? what? He did Kaguya-sama? I am sitting here looking. Kaguya-sama and Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju have the same director. I I couldn't fucking believe That's it. so funny. I'm literally stunned right now. <laughs> I don't believe it. Two great works of great <laughs> stories. I guess he did Rakugo as an alias, but oh, it's there. interesting. Interesting. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so Kaguya-sama was the show one or two years ago. I watched the first three episodes and was like, I don't think this is very funny. I'm out. Yeah. What? But it's so funny right out the gate. I I don't know, really remember what kind of mood I was in, mm. but I feel there's, it's so transparently a manga adaptation with the way every episode is three segments. Yeah. With like no stitching them together. And I've I've watched shows like that, and you watch the whole thing, and it goes nowhere. It just stays that the entire time. Like, I think Squid Girl is one that does it, and I like that show because I thought it was funny, but it was like, there's just zero character or plot development that I it's recall just, in that yeah, one. It's just a bunch of self-contained chapters, basically. It's just, here's three short stories that are funny, and then the episode ends. So I saw that in Kaguya, and I was like, uh, I don't know about that. And then John watched it and was like, Oh my god, oh my god, like <laughs> gushing over this. So I was like, okay, I'll watch it again. And my biggest issue with this show is I really still don't find it that funny, to be honest. My heart. Which, I'm sorry, John. Like, All right, okay. that okay. means I get a chance to be the one that picked the funny one. Rhett, go watch Miss Monochrome. <laughs> I probably will. Um... It definitely has funny moments for sure. Mm. I just never found it like, you know, laughing my ass off, rolling on the floor, like dying laughing at it. It's like, oh, that's pretty funny. Like, modest chuckle, I guess. <laughs> maybe, okay, maybe that's a little too harsh. The fucking rap episode in season three, insane. <laughs> like, there are really good moments. But it's like, it was a little hit or miss for me. Okay. The season two closer. <laughs> See, that's one of the ones I I don't remember. Oh, it's the it's the balloon inflating. Oh, I guess. Okay, whatever. It's I fine. guess. Rhett just so nonplussed okay. right now. I forget. I, hey, Rhett. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> but so what I was here for was the development and the romantic comp the or the romance drama. part. Yeah, 
So it's not so much that I changed. It was that once you get a few episodes in, oh, they are building a plot here. Oh, they are like referencing what happens in previous episodes. So like a lot of these kind of what feel like throwaway comedy episodes do end up building to the greater plot. And that's fun. So like by the end of season one, their season one just goes real big drama wise at the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I cried a bunch and I was like, oh, I'm in now. It just got to make you cry. That's your in. That's my boy. It only takes four hours for anime to do it, huh? It's a lot less than RPGs. (laughs) Cut out the middleman. Cut out the RP. Cut out the tax that you have to pay to get to the part where you cry. (laughs) And then season two, I found a little bit frustrating because there's not a ton of development in that one. They've really focused on a couple of the side characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then season three is just like really, really good. Like that's the one that briefly overtook full metal Alchemist brotherhood as best anime of all time. Cause people really like people really like that one. And I, now I know why season three was the best one. And then Season three, like the back half is just like, OK, jokes, jokes, leave the room. It's a it's a love drama now. It's a rom-com. <laughs> it, no, see, it's not even a rom-com. It's just a romantic drama now. Oh, it's like, drama now. OK. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jokes, jokes, leave the room for a bit. We're just going to go real hard and make you sob at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, pull Toradora here. Hold on. Because the whole like premise of this is that they're each trying to get the other to confess because they have a crush but don't want to yeah. like it's a lot a lot of pride and like refusing to bow to the other and like the way they kind of break themselves down over the course of three seasons and then being like you know what I'll do it myself this is stupid like <laughs> they wasted so much time. That's exactly no, that's exactly what I was going to say is that the show does progress through time mm-hmm. and it's been like a year at this point. They're they're like halfway through the second year of high school and it's like okay, but for real, we actually have to actually do this or we're going to graduate at this rate and not <laughs> actually date. So fine, I'll be the one to they both come to like realizing that they want to be the one to actually break down and it's so exciting it's like shockingly exciting shocking by manga by manga it's like the manga adaptation becomes a real show basically like (laughs) the way that does like the whole three chapter thing but by the end it's like kaguya wants to confess part five like it is Mm -hmm. just they're just doing regular episodes at that point yeah Mm -hmm. even though they're still showing you like the manga chapter name there's one really like I don't know why I'm calling this scene out, but like there's one scene that like starts using a bunch of the actual manga panels for dramatic effect. And I think something happened. You know what? That's why it happens at the end of Rakugo's show, because it's the same director. Oh my god! I didn't even <laughs> think about oh wow. Oh my god. He did the same trick twice, I think. Motherfucker! <laughs> the very good trick though. Yeah, that's if you slick. just think if you think this one panel was so artistically perfect that you just put it in you the show, just put it in the show and pan up. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So this one went real big at the end. And like like John says, like if they don't make any more, which they are, they are making a movie. Mm-hmm. But as Polly says, anime movies can be hit or miss. They're real hit or miss. But as far as I'm concerned right now, it is a complete story. Hmm. 
and that made me real happy. I think when I started season one, season three wasn't out yet because it's from this year. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Like, I, was re- I remember seeing that one get like reacted to in real time. Yeah. It only ended. Yeah. It definitely was not out yet because this only ended in June of this year. So if I'd watched the first two seasons alone, I would have been like, because eh? season two kind of leaves in a weird spot because it's just focusing entirely on one of the side boys. Season two feels like it is just in the middle of the manga and there's they were just adapting it as it went and there was no yeah. rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. I mean, the arc at the end of season two is good, mm-hmm. but it's just it's not about Kaguya. So I'm a little less invested. Yeah. And, then, and there's still like two more episodes left after that. There's like <laughs> yeah. the, there's like the thing with her photos on the phone and that's like the emotional payoff with season two and it's 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 nice but it's like yeah yeah it's not the big payoff you get in season one or three Mm -hmm. yeah that was that was a really great show i am i am dreading doing a top 10 or top 25 anime list next year Mm -hmm. for like shows i watched this year because it's just going to be friggin' massive like i watched i watched two absolute bangers in this month in just the last month. Hey, who's the wifey? Who's your wifey of the show? Oh, the maid. Uh, of course, it's Hayas. Yeah, of course. Hayasaka. <laughs> she's very She's good. so great because she's so deadpan. And then she has like four alternate identities. <laughs> and I saw I saw on Amiyami, they're making like merch of her for every identity. Yes, that's so good. <laughs> so there's like four different keychains you can buy. Hayasaka maid, Hayasaka school persona, Hayasaka boy persona. <laughs> I forgot what the other one was. I could make him fall in love. <laughs> I bet. Well, then go for it. If you think you're so, if you think you're so great, he's so, so good. good. <laughs> and then How there's one. That- yeah, There's one right. OVA with like a weird amount of fan service that you can just skip, which John did skip. Yeah, I didn't know about it. I still haven't gone. I didn't go back. Yeah, the, you said um, that made the fan base mad because the main show is pretty classy, I think, for the most part. There's like a shot of uh, Chica leaning forward and the camera is like underneath her looking up. It's wild. It's It's like every now and then they just like dip into a different mode and it's just kind of weird get you some cheesecake yep. but this this is cheesecake so far beyond most it's oh, what, really weird oh weird oh well it's just this shower scene and they're just like on their hands and knees like oh, what the weird fuck is oh in the ova okay yeah <laughs> yeah weird yeah so i That's what I've been up to. That's, I guess. That, that's what how, how are those Godzilla movies, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. You want to talk about these real quick? Sure. Um, yeah. I didn't I don't feel like there's really too much to like, talk about. I didn't really like against Mecha Godzilla that much. Okay. Oh, even though the one with the Kane. It's just, it's so, the, the fights were so slow. We're like, they fire a bunch of muscles at Godzilla and he just fucking stands there and he takes it. <laughs> There's no battle when it's, and then finally Mechagodzilla and Godzilla get right up to each other and they basically just hug. Yeah, baby, <laughs> let's do it. Like the fights are just so kind of silly. 
it's almost like it's like they're people in giant big rubber suits. I know, kind of. but this is like 2002, and like <laughs> he tackles, I expect, make a Godzilla tackles him. I mean, yeah, the, the CG effects are just laughable. I didn't oh, hate no. it. <clears throat> I wonder how Final Wars goes because that's one where Godzilla just like ices like 30 monsters in a row. I have that one on DVD. I watched it because Cinemassacre recommended that one. I don't remember hating it. I just thinking like, yeah, that was fine. I kind of see. Um, And then I I did watch Shin Godzilla, the Hideki Anno one. Mm. That was really good. Yeah, it's real good. (laughs) It's just it's weird because it it is a lot of what I don't like in, in talking humans. It's like the most talking humans of any Godzilla movie. But the Godzilla parts, the human drama is good, intense, and then the Godzilla parts are kind of just fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I I love how creepy it is at the very start. Like God, it's so weird. It's so creepy. Godzilla Form 1, I'm like, is this a fake-out? Because I've seen movies where they, they act like it's Godzilla and then it's actually a different monster. And I see this thing fucking wriggling around on the ground, and I'm like, is that Godzilla? What the fuck? <laughs> There's like a larval form that's yeah, it's really so t- crazy. It's, it has these big open eyes that don't move, and they just they're yep. so freaky looking. It's very animalistic, but it also feels like a throwback to like suits from like I don't know, like yeah, really, really suits, like mm-hmm. the, the yeah. early ass rubber suits. That's what I'm saying. Like the re- like the earliest like guys in rubber suit stuff, where it's just like a white sphere and a black dot for the eye and it yeah. doesn't move. And it's just really creepy the way they do it. The first shot where it's, they just, they don't like pan up. There's just blast yeah. with the shot. Um, <laughs> I like how Godzilla just constantly, you get the sense that he's just constantly in pain and that just carries through all the different Ugh. phases. Like I when he's, the, when he does, yeah. does the atomic breath. Finally, it, it feels like, it's almost like he's vomiting like he's just like got this awful <laughs> stuff inside him that's burning and he's trying to get it out he got when he, he got th- tommy hort yeah first, what's that when he first evolves he's like on fire from radiation like it's yeah it definitely looks painful <laughs> i love the big like zoom out aerial shots where you see him walking through like the streets and like Cities are big. Like cities Godzilla's big. really big and he's the size of a city, but like and you just see this like path of destruction from where he's walking, but he's you know it's not like the whole city. Cities are very big. <laughs> but like just I think it's cool getting like a sense of the scale of the destru- the the destruction and like mm-hmm. and then obviously the Do you remember uh The Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. Remember the scene where they do the thing? <laughs> they, I think, like, the hyperspeed into another starship yes. scene. Yes, yeah. I remember seeing that in theaters and being like, holy fucking shit. That was the coolest thing that's ever happened in the world. Yep. And that was the coolest thing that ever happened in the world until the atomic breath scene in this movie. <laughs> Which is one of those, oh, yep. I wish I had seen this in a theater. And every, oh. I could not imagine being in a theater with a bunch of people all seeing it for the first time. And just everybody's jaw on the floor like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? I thought the movie was going to end right there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, this is two hours long. Because that was probably like a little over an hour in. Mm-hmm. It almost could have ended there. 
Yeah, you told me like, oh, the ending was kind of whatever. It's like there's, mean, three, okay. there's three attacks, basically. Yeah. And so the, the second one is probably the highlight. And then the third one is like, how do we defeat Godzilla? And here's our plan. It um, is funny when like, you know, conventional weapons never fucking work on Godzilla. Mm-hmm. He's very, very strong. But then they drop a building on it and that works. And you just think shooting rockets would actually be stronger than a building with no momentum falling over. That doesn't care. That's not the thing that kills him to be clear, but it no, does stun him. It stuns him way more than like rockets did. <laughs> it's true. It's kind of silly. And then it's also kind of, they do the same thing as against Maka Godzilla, which was, <laughs> which was weird. Oh God, you're right. I read uh, an analysis of the last shot that was like really creepy. Ooh. Implying. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say what it was, but it was like that mm-hmm. last the last shot of this is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Godzilla movies are cool. I like them. I mean, he's, he's, I he's very them. cool. He's, I just I just wish there was more of the monster fight and then less of the humans standing around talking, even as good as it is in Shin Godzilla. Sheen, Sheen is the most humans talking. But yeah, like against Godzilla is still also a lot of humans talking. And then Tokyo S- Tokyo SOS, that's the one I told you where like they start fighting and I'm like, oh, this must be the second kind of act fight, and then there'll be a big bunch of humans talking and then the climax, but then yeah. they just keep fighting for the whole rest of the movie. That's my kind of movie. <laughs> that's yeah. Revue Starlight when it hits the second half. And it's not and it's 90 minutes. Tokyo SOS is fun. Even if Akane just is written out, it sucks. I can't believe that. That's I cannot believe it. <laughs> She's the pilot of Mecha Godzilla. How do you write her out? Uh, oh no. They don't just, kill her. They just it, it's even it's dumber. It's whatever. Ugh. They don't just they don't just forget about her, but they I'm they pregnant do write now. Her out. Bye. <laughs> cool. Okay, I guess that's everything. All right. And that is going to wrap our last regularly scheduled episode of the year oh shit because next month we will be back but we're gonna be doing game of the year hey guess what everybody listening right now can contribute to their favorite games of the year to our game of the year list that's right any game you played this year you could put that on a list and send it to us so here's all you gotta do Get yourself a list of three games you played this year that you like. Doesn't matter when they were released at all. If you played it this year, fair game. Got your three games. Write a little blurby blurb about each game. Couple sentences, a little bit. Be excited, but please be kind. Um, after you do that, all you need to do is package all that up and send it on over to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. And then you're gonna you're gonna get world famous for being on one of our end of the year <laughs> shows. I can't believe it. You can also do an audio version of your list using those same criteria: three games, three blurbs. Just say it, sing it, whatever you want to do, and send that off to us. Send us an MP3 or whatever, so we can get it, and we'll play it during the show. It's gonna be great. Our end of the year lists are always fantastic, and we love we love seeing these things explode and get bigger and bigger. Like we said, we we got over thirty lists last year, and I would love to see us blow that out of the water. Oh God! In a way, <laughs> my us. voice will not like that. My voice yeah. will hate it. We love the MP3 recordings. Gives us a break from reading. 
Do we take a game review in the format of a rock opera? Absolutely. If that's what, if you can put a rock opera together, we will play the whole thing. You got it. Game of the year is eight hours long. Game of the year is eight hours long, and five of the oh, those hours are Snooze's rock opera, it turns out. <laughs> Can't wait to see what he comes up with. I didn't even know he played three games. <laughs> That's a joke about Snooze only plays Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> the one true game. The one true video game. Um, but yeah, we want all the lists. Bring those on in. So... I guess with this being our last regularly scheduled episode, because we don't stream Game of the Year, so so that those will just be going up uh, Christmas week probably. Um. Uh. So 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 yeah, like this will be the last streamed Socks cast for a bit. Um. Mm. But anyway, uh, John Thire, internet friends want to know where they can find you on the internet. Uh, farawaytimes.itch.io and rats twitter.com slash (laughs) rats I think that's the first time you've ever actually I I think you've always gone with some kind of crunchy roll simpo gear (laughs) burn it down baby and you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead where I'll still be streaming over the over the holiday break I'm a I got stuff planned. I'll be around. So it won't you you you'll you won't have many podcasts, but if you want to see my big dumb face or hear my big dumb voice, we got it. We got it. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Thanks for coming out and watching us all live. Thanks for downloading. We'll catch you next time. But until then, we want you to, of course, remember that we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones. That love you. <laughs>